If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. What up, what up? We back. The Realest Podcast ever, man. We in a... Another special location. You yeah, know what I'm saying? had to move some furniture around, make it happen. But it look, we, we looking good now. Actually, you know like I want more of this set, yeah. like the individual chairs where you got like a little bit of a lookout, then yeah. not us both facing the same direction. Yeah, so we'll see is, how this. This is smooth. We'll see how we'll y'all see fuck how, with we'll this. We'll see how this how this works. Uh, we put a lot of content out in the last. I didn't, week. I didn't have to waste no gas money. So we put a lot of content out in the last week. Um. TRP Awards is doing great numbers. Thank y'all for supporting that. We got some more social media clips coming for that. Uh, the Business Bully, phenomenal fucking reception. Uh, one of the clips recently dropped 30,000 views on uh, Reels. TikTok, I don't know what's going on with TikTok. Like, the TikTok algorithm is, like, fried right now. And I know people Honestly, that are... the only are, thing to me that cracks the TikTok algorithm at this point seems to be sports. Or dancing. The sports content, though. But this, just, our sports zone didn't crack neither. But it went, did more than the other ones, which makes no... <laughs> and I'm just right. like, yo, all you, you, we got to start videos where it's like, if we talking about Holly Berry, be like, you know, uh, Jordan ain't shit. So Holly Berry, and that, <laughs> yeah, that was... Real like, yeah, yeah shit crazy. I, I know people that's in the partner program, people that's not, small creators, large creators, everybody's like, yo, the TikTok algorithm is cooked right now. So I don't know what's going on with TikTok, but Instagram is showing us love. Uh, and then finally, our Mike Knox interview is kicking ass, uh, doing phenomenal numbers on YouTube. Uh, shout out to OT7 Kwani for reposting the clip that we was talking about him. That Jones at 100K views right now on uh, on Reels, which is... Very, very hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, shout out to everybody, the whole hit squad, D-Rock, Louis V. Gutter, uh, Kim Chanel, everybody over there at Team OT7 Kwani that helped get that uh, on his radar and get it to where it is now, man. Uh, again, more social media clips coming from everything, more YouTube shorts, more YouTube clips on everything. But y'all know why we're here today. Yeah, it's black. The black community <laughs> is, is cool. Uh, let me set it up and then we'll, then we'll go in. Cat Williams, um, Micah Williams from, I think he's from Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, Toledo, Dayton. In that region. One of them. Yeah, one of them. The old Dipset yeah, stomping grounds. Yeah, so he's yeah. from out there. He went on um, the Club Shay Shay podcast with mm-hmm. old Shay Shay, Uncle Shannon, Shannon Sharp, and he set the internet ablaze. I think it was more than internet. He set the world, yeah. yeah, He set the world on fire. Um, And with that being said, it was pitched perfectly for this non-contextual society that we live in, where clips just appear and memes just seem to come out of nowhere, and you just see all of this content, and it was just such a like um, like an aggressive form of mm-hmm. like content that I think it caught everybody off guard. And then once people were like, kind of, they got over that and then they were like, let me see what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And it 
the way that it was chopped up and released from the initial clip, because there was no pre-warning that this was happening, but the way that it was chopped up from the initial clip, you think that this is like stuff that's like buried in the heart of the interview. Mm -hmm. You think that this is stuff that's like, oh, it was two hours and 45 minutes. This had to be at, at the end. Like he was mm -hmm. just, you know, getting the shit off. No, this is minute three. Yeah. And with that in mind, being content creators, being very linear analytical guys that we are as far as analyzing stuff. We've talked about this throughout the course of the week. And I looked at this and I'm like, yo, I looked at this and I'm like, yo, he came in here to do this. This was not, he didn't need any prodding. He didn't need like Shannon to ask any questions because the opening salvo is just him. He brought this stuff up because he seemed like for the last two years of club Shay Shay, every single comic that's going up here he was taking copious notes with the intention of showing up and rebutting everything that they had to say that he might have even slightly disagreed with mm -hmm. so i think that's the perfect way to open on the how of all of this like how does this happen the rollout all of that and then we could just jump around as far as like the topical stuff because he covered a zillion different things in the span of two hours and 46 minutes yeah I um <sighs> urban culture gravitates towards mess yes towards nonsense towards like you always say people love watching a train wreck um I've seen so many reactions so many Think pieces, there are videos, speeches. The original video was so big that the reactions are big. Mm -hmm. Like, they're bigger than normal. Like, I'm seeing reaction videos with 2 million views. I'm seeing Shannon Sharp with Ocho reacting to his own content with 3 million views it's, and it's stuff way like past that. that now. <laughs> the, 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 the Cat Williams interview is at 25 million views. Yeah, for like sure. Just the, the, the drone with him and Shay was I, earlier, it was at 25. <laughs> And I, I told you the other day, I'm like, it's going to be at 20 before the week. And Rod was like, nah, I'm like, yeah, like it's going to be at 20 before the week. So to see it at 20 in three days, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's probably going to be at like 50. It know? has to be number one trending on YouTube. It's not even close. I haven't even seen nobody talk about that part of it, but yeah. it's like, it's been number one trending oh, on I've YouTube seen that a bunch, probably, I've, probably since hour two. I've seen a bunch of people post like, uh, oh, Shannon Sharp next week picking up his YouTube check and all, like all the memes and shit from that. You know what I'm saying? The um, they was like Shannon Sharp with the president of the bank waiting for his check to cash. Did you know where Like yeah, so you know, um, I'll start with the 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 most sensible reaction video that I saw was Aerie Spears. And when you see Ari Spears making the most sense out of everybody, like, we fucked around. That's where it's like, all right, <laughs> we man. broke the fourth wall. Yeah, but he he made the most sense of it. He's like, yo, Cat is an evil genius. He's a genius, but he's evil. Yeah. And he's like, he knows that our culture gravitates towards this shit. And he was like, the goat argument needs to stop going on in our culture because it's making us fucking crazy. He was like, everyone is the goat to their own fan base. Nailed it. He was like, you ask Cedric the Entertainer's fan base, he's the GOAT. You ask my fan base, he's like, I know I'm not even close to the GOAT. <laughs> but if you look in my comments, his motherfuckers say, Aries, you the GOAT. You a legend you all day. <laughs> and he's like, I know that's not true. Because in the reality of it, there's one GOAT, is Richard fucking Pryor. He's like, all of us fall under the umbrella of that nigga. Yeah. Don't ever let you think, no matter how big you are, how many tours you do, how many movie tickets you sell. He's the blueprint for all of this that's shit. What, and I'm just like... <sighs> 
Aries Spears is on the fucking money. For those of you unfamiliar that are too young for Richard Pryor, because I'm sure this is going to reach viewers that we normally don't reach. Stand up. Creativeness. Pushing the boundaries. Sketch comedy. The Richard Pryor show. Mm -hmm. Um, Creating a community for other comedians around him and pulling them up. All of this shit that you see everybody in this modern sphere Mm -hmm. do, Richard Pryor set the blueprint for that. There were always, you know... X-rated comedians. Red Fox name is Red Fox with three X's because he was so X-rated. That's what it was. You alright? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I thought some happened. <laughs> he, he he was Red Fox with three X's because he was so vulgar. If you don't have Richard Pryor, you don't get to Eddie Murphy. We might not get Dice Clay. We might not get Keenan Ivory Waynes in the manner in which they did in Living Color because that was basically looked like the Richard Pryor show. All of these things that went on. It's like yes, Richard's the ghost. So to see Ari Spears make this like proclamation and him be the most on the money. It was profound. I'm just like, damn, yo, that Yankee fitted. Finally, <laughs> I don't know. Finally got the right yeah, degree angle. The right angle. No, 71 degrees. <laughs> right angle on the Yankee. <laughs> but it's like, Aries Spears make the most sense. I want to start at the beginning. I, I have to be honest. This is the realest podcast ever. Shannon Sharp. It, like, highlighted just how the country... Uncle drinking the yak with the black and mild. Like, that routine is kind of like, it needs to end. You know what I'm saying? Shannon Sharp, is a, he's a good dude. He's a legend. He's a, but this interview was just like, it highlighted just how he, he can't control or doesn't have a flow of what's really going on. To the point where Cat Williams is like, why you didn't ask this? So why you didn't say it, this when so-and-so said and why you didn't it, say it, it, it highlighted that Shannon Sharp. Is just Noriega he, with three Super Bowls. He, you know, he, he just there. You know, what I mean? it got so bad. And I highlighted this to like four different people, and they all was like, "Damn, you right." I'm like, it got so ridiculous at one point that the off camera producer came on to rebuttal. So something. hold on. So uh, so, so when you said 2018, you meant 1998. And, and when he said that, Shannon Sharp, oh yeah, 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 let's talk about that. And it's just like, yo, like it, it's so crazy because I thought with him leaving from the joint, remember? The whole, Come on, skip, skip, skip. I thought we was done with that. Yeah, but yeah. you know what he said in the joint? Come on, cat. Come on, cat. <laughs> and it's just like we still stall him out, cat. Come on, cat. No, you can't. No, come on. Like you, it, it's just like there was no direction in this. There was no realistically, cat could have done this shit from the car. Like yeah. on, on his own phone. <laughs> Here's the and thing. And it would have had the same traction. He's done this before like, in the car. Straight up. Like, <laughs> He's done this before. <laughs> so that was my first jump. It starts off, and literally Shannon Sharp is just simply like, so what's going on, man? We got Legend. We, you know what else, too? I'm going to go there. Your intros are the best intros on the world. Nobody. This, this, we're unfadable. At, with yo, everybody I hear, and people be like bigging up these intros. I'll be like, motherfucker, stuttering. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, yo, like straight Uh-oh, up. Oh, he motherfucking dad. Yo, straight up. <laughs> he walk his dog every day. It started and Cat basically just went down the, he started at, where he started at was, I'm a legend, y'all can't fuck with me. Where he ended was in this like conspiracy theory realm of like, I don't really know what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but I'm saying it and I'm here. And I'm the, standing on it. The problem with that on the internet is the internet isn't a real place. Yes. We really know. Let's just start with the biggest dog he mentioned, Kevin Hart. We all know Kevin Hart's history. We've seen it. We've seen it. 
We all watched Kevin Hart go in and out of the Laugh House every motherfucking day. Yeah. We watched it. We watched the shit with Spank. We watched the shit with all the Philly comedians. Two Ray, Spank, Lawrence Lawrence Killebrew, Killebrew, Derek Gaines. Uh, your man. Uh, the one you was talking about with the uh, teeth. What oh, Pretty Smiles. Pretty Smiles. And uh, the, uh, my other man, that uh, uh, Reggie Conquest. Like, all of these guys were bubbling in this scene all at the same time. Right. We watched Some are it. just, like, slightly behind others. We watched Michael Blackson. We, Michael Blackson has... It, Acknowledged how it was him, Buckwild, Kevin Hart, and Toure riding around in a stolen car with stolen place from right. Buckwild. How to literally the day when he went to go do his next Friday audition, he had court in Jersey with Kevin Hart from a situation where they got booked right. with fucking Toure <laughs> and fucking um, uh, Buckwild. Buck so it's like we've watched it from the very beginning. We know that Kevin Hart wasn't getting any looks. We know he wasn't getting the opportunity to go be this, that, and the third. And out of all people, it was Damon fucking Dash who said, yo, starting a fucking movie boom he does paper soldiers that leads to him doing soul playing now he gets an honest opportunity to go and be you know not a starring role but fifth or sixth on scary movie mm -hmm. then he goes and has the legendary little three it was like a 30 second clip of him and uh 40 year old virgin mc hammer on fucking i can't i never romani malco he's mc hammer you know what i'm saying <laughs> him and mc hammer on my fucking it's just hammer now it's just, <laughs> that's what it is him and hammer on 40 year old virgin that takes him to a next plateau next thing you know kevin hart is uh 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 He's still on the stand-ups, John. He does the Shaquille O'Neal stand-up. Comedy All-Stars. Yeah. All, it was him, D-Ray, Tommy Davidson, and who was the fucking fourth comic on it? Tommy Davidson opened. Ari Spears. D-Ray and Kevin Hart finishing. Remember Kevin Hart eating ass on the mm -hmm. car and all? Yeah. Shaq going crazy. Boom. That highlight, that takes Kevin Hart to a next plateau. You look up, Steve Harvey think like a man. I don't even know if you dig it. Kevin Hart wasn't the lead in that. No. It was MC Hammer and motherfucking uh, uh, and Michael Ealy and Michael Ealy and Regina King, yeah. Regina Hall King, Regina Hall, Regina Hall. Kevin Hart shined in that motherfucker. Think so like, much that he became the star of the, of the second, second one. one, right? And it's just then Real Husbands of Hollywood making a spiff on all the reality. We watched the trajectory. Yeah. So to to call Kevin Hart a plant, a, a plant is is not only disingenuous. It's, it's, it's dishonest and it borders on being libelous mm -hmm. because what you're trying to say is that the only way this guy made it, who literally logged 30,000 hours in comedy clubs with Bill Burr and Patrice O'Neill and we know all of these. Patrice O'Neill throwing a phone book at him. We know I, all of this shit. So, just, so you're going to diminish all of that and boil <laughs> that down to, if that ain't a plant, I don't know what is. Yeah. And then you just shut the fuck up. And that goes back to the non-contextual shit that I talked about in the opening because it's like we are allowed now to just throw shit out there and just let people decide what it means. On the internet. On the internet. And just in decide life, what it means. You can't do you that. You can't fucking do that. You can't do that. But it happens on the internet all the goddamn time. My initial thoughts on the on, on just the overall of it is on an entertainment scale, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's a magnum. I told you the other day, I don't take Cat Williams that serious. And what happened is a non-serious individual got into a position where people are looking at this like it's a briefing from the Pentagon. Right. It's not. <laughs> it's a crazy little nigga from Ohio yeah. talking crazy to Unk on the motherfucking Shay Shay show. And that's all. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. 
At participating McDonald's. All it is. That's what it's supposed to be. But on an entertainment scale, it's amazing. It's a magnum opus on pure entertainment value. If it was, if I was giving out GPAs, it's a 9.8 out of a 4.0 GPA. Mm-hmm. It over delivers on entertainment value. It's sensational. It's intriguing. It's messy. It's informative. It breaks new ground and it breaks the fourth wall. But when you rewatch it and then you think and then you use them little wrinkles in your brain. Mm-hmm. You start to realize, like, yo, a lot of this shit, like, don't add up. And he's just saying shit because he has he's in the perfect forum to do so with a interviewer or a conversationalist, as Shannon clarified that he is, that's not equipped with the facts, the context, or the ability to adequately push back and redirect this conversation to get some truth mm-hmm. And the most masterful thing Kat did is like when they say the best lie the devil ever told was convincing you that he didn't ever didn't exist. Mm-hmm. The best thing that Kat did was say, you created a safe space for people to come up here and tell the truth. But I can't uh, sit back and watch liars come up here and manipulate and disrespect this platform. And then he did the same fucking thing. But that's on Shannon. Yeah. To not really say, well, what, what do you mean by this? How do you come up with this? Does, yeah. this, this doesn't, it was masterful. It, it was genius. Um... You know, like I said, finishing with the with the Kevin Hart thing, I, I think it's it's almost I think you can reach that point where you get to a, a certain level of people look for the conspiracy. Yeah. They look because let's be real here, urban internet, it hard work isn't a a, a staple of it. You know what I mean? It's it's like things happen and that's the only reason why so and so goes on. So and like I told y'all the other day, for as much love as Kevin Hart gets, he's in that bag now. Steve Harvey is in that bag now. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish is in that bag now. Um, who else did he mention on the show? Cedric the Entertainer. Cedric, Cedric is kind of like Cedric is in a, uh, he yeah, is like, just, yeah. he in the atmosphere. Yeah, right. But there are so many people that he mentioned where they're in that realm already. So once someone who's around them, who people deem as a goat, and don't get it fucked up, I think Cat Williams is fucking phenomenal at comedy, but once you have someone like him who has so much love from people, and that's one thing I noticed the other day, the outpouring of people like, Cat did this for me, Cat did that for me, Cat did this. Beyond Cole, Jacquees, like... Well, then he allegedly give Beans a car back in okay, the day. Beans a Lambo. Yeah, like, just, so it's so many people who have these stories of, like, no, Cat the realest nigga I've ever met when yeah. it comes to comedy. And that will go a long fucking way. So when way. You, you a real nigga in somebody's eyes and you haul off and say, you know, I went to the Illuminati meeting because everybody on the internet thinks that this is a real thing yeah. anyway. Jay-Z said it best. They put the devil on you. Niggas couldn't do nothing with me. They put the devil on me. <laughs> yeah. Like, think about how crazy that is. Niggas, niggas got behind the Dipset movement when they was going at Jay. Niggas got behind the Ether Nas movement when he was going at Jay. When Dame said, I created this shit, niggas got behind that movement. And Jay just kept persevering and kept working and kept going farther and further up to the point where Jay Illuminati. Exactly. And Jay said, niggas couldn't do nothing with me. They put the devil on me. I'd have preferred niggas to squeeze the metal on me. That's re- that's that's how the internet works. When we can't figure you, figure you out at all, 
some bullshit going on. Right. Despite the fact that it's been documented that it took you 10 years to even get an honest look in the music industry. Right. So, so with the 10 years, I was just, what was my Illuminati application process yeah. that whole time? Like, Are we still pending? Yeah, no, no. You, uh, we on hold right yeah. now. No new members. We yeah. waiting on a couple niggas to die. Checking then- references. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, it just, it, it's nonsense. So he, he got on Puff. He got on TDJ. He, he literally hit every. He hit every single point. He had every nigger talking point from the last three years. Only thing he didn't do was Will and Jada. Ain't that crazy? That's, yeah. That's it. That's the jumped only, over that. He, jumped on, he hit Dave Chappelle. He like he hit every black pop culture reference from the last three years. How do you do that in two hours and 45 minutes? I'm a, I'm a, let, let's do our three favorite moments and then our three most ridiculous moments. Do you have that? Uh, got that in your notes? I just got a bunch of lies. That my, I, my, favorite, that my favorite three moments of it. When he said you a fat phase on lie, I almost <laughs> dropped the phone. I almost dropped the phone. I don't know why that was so fucking. I do funny have one me. favorite moment. My 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 absolutely favorite moment, and it seems to be everybody's favorite moment, is you have an unnatural that allegiance was, that, to losers. It's he was not talking like about phase yeah. on and he said you having an unnatural allegiance to losers. Just, what do you say? It's not like it's you. not like you. It, <laughs> and he, he's rubbing his thighs. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, you have an unnatural allegiance to losers. Um, the problem with a person like Cat Williams and this interview on this platform where you have no pushback and no, if he did this with Anderson Cooper, Anderson Cooper would say, well, no, because this actually happened or this. Because there's a whole research department that's supposed to prep this man. The shit is going to be booked a month in advance mm-hmm. and there's going to be all of this pre-show prep with Anderson and the research team and all of that shit to be like, oh, if he say this, then you got this here, and then we'll roll, roll clip on this. Like, you can't get away with that shit. The problem with him is he speaks matter-of-factly, and he has validity and truth to the foundation of his talking point. Yeah. But by the time it gets to the to the steeple, like yeah, once we top, start putting doorknobs on this <laughs> it gets to the point where it goes off off track and people who are looking at these people already with like um yeah with like a sada they tend to go with it like you i saw someone today who i know just throughout life we follow each other on facebook because mm-hmm. we facebook friends she older woman and she literally was like finally got a chance she, mind she not part of like hip-hop culture and that shit. yeah she said i finally got a chance to watch the cat interview and woo child when the devil is working you got to go ahead and fight back and a man's truth is a man's truth and i'm just like it started off on first watch it's like 70 30 70 percent truth 30 percent just not even lies nah, i don't but think like, it was that much when i first like like, like embell not even lies but like embellishments exaggerations like he, he put 10 on two on mm-hmm. certain situations on second third watch you're like this shit is no better than 50 50 like it's no better than 50 50 once you this get is, to the end this is the reality he told truth he spoke shit on there that was like factual yeah him having it in his contract that Ricky has to wear a dress in the next movie, insanity. I, I, what? What? Can I get into these lies, bro? Hold on, let me let me do. So it's like you got situations where yes, he wrote or 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 heightened what Money Mike was going to be because that character is blatantly based on the character he was doing on stage and shit. So yeah, he said on there, I, I auditioned with a bunch of people for two hundred people. 
So it's like, okay, cool. But then you say shit that's so ridiculous and off brand, like, I run a 4340. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You see him running on the internet this morning? No. He's literally at a basketball gym running the length of the court, which is 31 feet, 31.3 feet, uh, four, no, 31.3 yards, by the way. And somebody, sorry, clocked, somebody clocked his time at uh, 4.47. And I'm like, well, that ain't 40 yards, and I know you faked the fucking time. Yeah. You the, look crazy, by yeah, the way, it, with it your just, perm all sweated out. It's just a lot of shit that, that just is thrown out. And people, you know, they move goalposts and they have their picks. That's kind of how I look at it. My favorite part of this show, I wanted to get into these confirmed lies. We already talked about the Kevin Hart situation. Kevin Hart being an industry plant is just a lie. Me, you, Dan, thousands of other people on the East Coast saw the Philly, New York, AC grind. We saw Paper Soldiers, the Dame Dash relationship, 40-year-old version, Scary Movie 3. It's all documented. Cat, you're, you're tripping. I read, I read 3,000 yeah, books a year man. from 8 to 12, all nonfiction. So for everybody saying a cat in a hat book ain't but eight pages, that's not what he was referring to. Um, he that's said nonfiction. He that's said. that's twelve thousand books in total. That's eight point two two books a day for fourteen hundred and sixty one days. Such an egregious lie. We all know he may have just misspoke. Like so, it's like I'll take that up too. You might have said I've read three thousand books in my lifetime, but rewatching that clip over and over and over again, are you saying? I read 3,000 books a year from 8 to 12. It's like, well, he was strong in it, even though he was wrong in it. My, my homie, he, he, he's one of those, one of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he one of them, if he hear it, it's true, people. Yeah. And I, I simply just, just, this is that conversation I had with him. I said, if he was to read 3,000 books a year from age 8 to age 12, right? First off, you're not mentally built yet to even handle that much input. Yeah. This is why in eight, when you're eight years old, you're in the fucking third grade. Exactly. I'm not trying to be funny. In third grade, you're still spinning the big clock, getting your times right. Like yeah. You're still learning cursive. Yeah. So you're not at a point where you can read three. You can't handle 3,000 anything at that. Yeah, it's called sensory life. overload. You, you just can't. So I said, so he was like, so you mean to tell me you don't think niggas in jail could hold? And I'm like, bro, you going way. <laughs> a, a, a man in jail at 28 with, with, Unlimited, unlimited time. Unlimited time versus an eight-year-old that's, like, free and going to recess. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was, so he was like, all right, all right, let's just, do you think it's possible to read 3,000 books in a year? I'm like, yes, if you're Meteor Man. That's the only person who could do it. Remember, Meteor Man touch a book and he read it in 10 <laughs> Download seconds. all the knowledge. <laughs> Nigga knew karate in 10 <laughs> seconds because he touched the book. I'm like, yes, if you're Meteor Man, you could read 3,000 books in a year. Outside of that, I don't think you so. You can't do it. I just don't believe it. It's, it's 8.22 books a day. A day. You have to sleep. You have to eat. You got to take a shit. Like, how are you reading all these books? You're eight years old. You got to take a nap. You have to. And you're bound to. You have to take a nap. Get too much of that Kool-Aid up in no. here. You got to come that crash. You got to lay down. Recess. <laughs> You got to eat a, a, a motherfucking gogurt and a, and a Dunkaroo. <laughs> it's it is it not enough time. It's impossible. It's just not enough time. It's impossible. Yeah. Uh, another, another one. Cedric the Entertainer, Steve Harvey, Kevin Hart, and Tiffany Haddish never performed at Fat Tuesdays in Hollywood. Guy Tory, Joe Tory's brother, Chicago from Poetic Justice, mm -hmm. 
the host and promoter of this provided photographic and video proof that that was a lie. There, do you know that there's a picture of Guy Tory and Cat Williams with Cedric the Entertainer at the fucking at Fat Tuesdays? Um, the only thing that he was correct on with that was Tiffany Haddish did not perform because she was only 16, but she was routinely at the comedy store uh, in Hollywood trying to gain access, but she was too young. Keep going with your deal. I'm going to go at the end with that. Uh, Ricky Smiley never auditioned for Money Mike. Cube confirmed that was a lie. Um, I wrote all the lines for Money Mike. Cube also confirmed that was a half lie, half truth, like you just said. Um, an Arnold an an Palmer, if you will. Uh, Money Mike started out as a bit part, and Cat was so magical they expanded the role. When that happened, he collaborated with the writing team and all of that on a new script for new scenes. None of the original script was changed or altered for Cat. Cube also said it was customary that whenever he had comedians on set, he'd allow them to do two to three additional takes mm -hmm. off script just so that they have them in a the role for comparison's sake. This wasn't something that was special or specific to Cat. He did this with every comedian on the fucking set. Um, he also said that the original Friday After Next script had a had a grape scene in it. I won't say it for the YouTube mm -hmm. algorithm. At the Christmas party, Cube confirmed that was a lie. The comparison he used to crystallize it was even on Players Club, a film that's severely more raunchy, more on the edge, and a rated R film. We didn't show Ebony getting getting graped. Why would I turn around and show it in a Christmas comedy? That doesn't make sense. I had this. My man, you <laughs> one of them, and he just like, of course he's gonna say it now because it's a different time period. Like, so of course, yeah. Looking back, think about it. We used to have great time on Twitter, and I'm like, we did. We weren't doing a, a movie. <laughs> we weren't you know, documenting we, it forever, you know. And, and he's like, but you don't think that they, because we just as a society viewed that shit as funny. And I'm like, yes, I. It was a different time period. My thing is to your point. In a Christmas comedy. That's not the time. Yeah, you can't get somebody's butthole taken in a Christmas comedy. There, there have been great scenes in movies before, yes. but it doesn't really happen in like Christmas. Like you could see a great scene in a Players Club or a a a, a, a slave type movie. And or contextually, something. it makes sense. Exactly, it makes sense because you're highlighting the 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 the, the struggles yeah, and the, the trauma, the abhorrent nature of what was going on at the time. But you wouldn't see a, you wouldn't even see that in Bad Santa. You know what I'm saying? It like, doesn't fit the theme. Miracle on 34th Street. Because you have you have to stay true to the overarching plot point of Christmas film. Right. Christmas. So it's like there's no rape on Christmas, bro. No, like we no, like no. like we're taking it too far yeah. if we do that. I'm rewatching the Sopranos right now. I just got past the uh the joint where uh his psychiatrist got got raped in the damn mm -hmm. what's name by the boy that worked at the damn chicken shack or whatever like that. And then the whole chain of events that that set off. Um, but that makes sense for like, you got this gangster mob boss, mm -hmm. his psychiatrist, random dude comes to a parking lot, blah, blah, blah. Like crazy things happen in them parking lots all over America. That's not far fetched. And it fits the overall yeah. darker tone of the show. You can have a grape scene in Oz. You can't have one in Entourage. You can't it do just it. It doesn't work like that. It just, this is crazy. Yeah, we got to we Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
you got to cancel the writer's room at yeah, that point. Because yeah. what's, what's on y'all minds yeah. that got us here? So when I saw that, I'm just like, I don't know about this one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. What else you got? That wasn't one holding up. Yeah. Uh, I run a 4.3 40-yard dash. Uh, confirmed by God and my own eyes. Not to mention his goofy ass is running on a basketball court this morning. Confirmed it as well, which is only uh, 30 yards in 1.3 feet. You know what the craziest part is about I can run a 4.340? Is he said, and it used to be lower than that. And I'm just like, all right. Now. I was clocking 3.9 yeah, my crown. You know what I'm saying? You ain't never been nothing but a comedian. And here go, here go my man. <laughs> he says... Who, who are we to say he wasn't? He's like, Prince was an athlete back in the day. Who are, we, who are we to say he wasn't a track athlete when he was younger? I'm like, could have easily been a track athlete when he was younger. The problem is, when you run a sub 4-3-40 in any time in your life, you're an athlete later, too. Yeah. You, you break world records. You don't just, you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, like Chris Jackson ran a 4 2 It's the second fastest time in the NFL combine. Chris Jackson is still an athlete. <laughs> like, you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't, you don't. He just, ain't working at Denny's. He ain't picking up shifts. Like once you get to that point, you're just you're just always an athlete. You're just always, you know. Tim Montgomery went down for steroids. He's yeah. still an athlete. Still an athlete. That's just the way it works. Juicing. Still an athlete. Yeah. Big Worm wasn't a funny character. That's why it wasn't brought back for next Friday. Uh, Cat, I don't know if you saw it or if you know. Next Friday was literally a whole different movie and a whole different environment with a whole different cast. Save for the main three or four characters, Craig, his dad, not even his mom is back in the movie, and Debo. Those are the only consistent characters from film to films. They were completely different. And Big Worm is still quoted, memed, and referenced to this day. Anything involving $200, mm-hmm. Big Worm gets I saw brought it, up. I saw the other day, yo, every day I understand more and more why Worm was that serious about, about his $200. $200. Yeah. It's the principalities. Yeah. Like, we still quote that to this day. You don't get to rewrite history on that one. And that's not a bad lie. That's just a dumb one. You want to hear some uh, Friday trivia? Do you know who was standing next to Smokey, the little girl, when he was at the ice cream truck talking to Big Worm? Yeah, Megan Good. Megan Good. Yeah, little kid and shit. Mm-hmm. Crazy as shit, right? Friday has so many people in it. First, John. Yeah. Bernie Mac was in it. And it's crazy because even when they were going through this whole spill about Friday, you don't realize just how many comedians were highlighted through the Friday universe. Yep. You had John Witherspoon, which, and it's crazy to think, we're talking about legendary older comedians yeah. where technically John Witherspoon as Pops might be his like crescendo yeah. of like roles. Because even with the uh, coordinate from Boomerang, I don't think it's higher than... Yeah, it's, a, it's a bit part. Right, I don't think it's higher than every time I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> like, I think Pops is like his yeah. crescendo because he became like Pops to the world. Mm-hmm. Don D.C. Curry as Uncle Elroy. Yep. That became his like... Thing he had, uh, Cat Williams, Chris Tucker, Mike Epps, Bernie Mac. Remember Miss Parker, Miss Parker, mm-hmm. like every Ronaldo Ray, dog Ronaldo Ray. You had um Michael Blackston. It's just so many comedians who came through the Friday universe. Ricky Smiley. It's tons of them, and it's like. I do think Cat Williams probably, he probably did the most with what he was given in the Friday universe. Yeah, he was I, magic. Every time he showed up on the screen, he just it, it, just, it just went to the moon. I think he took that and he ran with it to the point where he became a entity unto himself yeah. in culture where it was bigger than just these, these like urban comedy. Ro- it was like he was literally 
a highlight on the little Kim run that she was on before she went to jail with the Naked Truth. Yep. He was like an honorary member of Dipset. He was hosting award shows. Running around with Suge Knight like, at one point. Like Cat literally <laughs> took it and 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 ran with it. You ever see those that, that those memes and those threads on Twitter where it's like name a time somebody was rapping like the rent was due? Cat was acting like the rent was due yeah. in Friday after next. Like, Cat was a big part of of wilding out. We I know we might not judge Mo Dollars like, all of the, that the, shit. The, the, remember he was season one through four. Like he yeah. was the original. Like Cat, literally, he he laid the foundation for what that shit became. When you talk about Scruncho and and Spank and all of them that came after him, and you look at what Wildin' Out has done mm-hmm. for young comedians, you know, when you talk about the uh, the three eighty five South and Cheat, all of them, like it, it, Cat Williams, he's that nigga. Fucking Justina has a rap career now because of goddamn Wildin'. Wildin' Out is a huge platform. So Cat's that nigga, but like we're basically alluding to. Being that nigga doesn't just give you a mulligan to say anything. It doesn't absolve you from just completely just lying and just slandering people. Right. right. Th- that, that can't happen. Uh, my favorite lie of all, turn down $50 million four times. Go ahead. That's $200 million in total. I, I want to be proven wrong, but he got to substantiate that with the, some the sort pro- of fact. This, this goes back to my Shannon Sharp joke. If somebody comes on this show, right, and says, let take take any of our prior guests who do entertainment. Give me one. Uh 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 Spank Horton. Yeah. If Spank say, I turned down 50 million four times, you can't just say that. Yeah. That can't just you can't just sip your drink, your cone. Your <laughs> okay, okay, cat. <laughs> you can't do that. You have to say, well, what did you turn? Because what cat could have easily meant was I turned down a role. That ended up being a series, or ended up being a a two to three series, two to three film, two to three movie arc, film yeah. arc, yeah. where it's like, yeah. So let's, and this is all hypothetical. Let's say he did get the the uh, offer for, give me a Kevin Hart movie, Central Intelligence. I was gonna say Ride Along. If you turn that down, yes. A, look at Ja Rule didn't show up for Fast and, Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Luda has Luda has probably made fifty million dollars from his right. situation with Fast and the Furious. I would Luda has a plane. I yeah. would go to believe that. <laughs> so if you turn down something like that and you say, I you don't what he said was I turned down fifty four times. Like they gave me fifty, I said no. They gave over me another fifty. I said no I to said that. No. I'm chilling in the crib. I you even meet these motherfuckers ask me with another fifty. <laughs> yeah, so no. the way it came off, it makes zero sense. Yeah. But if you explain, I had a chance to do uh, I'm just thinking of shit. Um, Anthony Anderson's part on Blackish, right? Uh, that could have easily been a fifty. Yeah, million Anthony Anderson season. ended up becoming a producer on the show. He's making four hundred thousand episode, X Y Z amount of episodes a season. It ran for X Y Z amount of seasons. Spinoff, Grownish. He do bit parts on there. He's a producer. Mix this. She's like so. How I took it was, I'm positive. Cat may have turned down multiple fifty million dollar. Production. A, a production is not the same as 50 for the pocket. No, no. So out of that 50 for, you know, because those are comedy budgets, t- 10 to 50 million, like they max out at depending on who else is a part of the cast, how big it is, how what's the 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 the, the date range as far as like the, theatrical run and all of this old shit and who they can get to commit to it. So he was he might have turned down a bunch of fifty million dollar productions where he's supposed to be the star or the comedic relief. Mm-hmm. He's getting five or six million, and then whatever else he's going to get, I'm you sure know, Kevin's on the back end. All kinds of offers after he left Wildin' Out or after he did um, 
uh, after he won his Emmy yeah. in Atlanta. And like, yeah, like, so that goes to the host established. Think about it. Cat Williams literally said, Cedric took my joke that I did in 2018, and then I seen it on Kings of Comedy. And that just wafted over Shannon Sharp to the point where the off-camera producer said, yo, when you said he took your joke in 2018, Kings of Comedy came out in 2000. Did you mean 98? In 99. And then they went back. Because it's like, had he not said that? So again, and I know I'm probably being whatever, but I'm like, that was my issue with a lot of this. Where it's like, if you go into the second and third and fourth level of analysis or, or talking points, we get a lot more... We get a lot more stakes in the ground yeah, on the know, construction you, site. The, the problem is, is that, you know, as a host, your job is to be directive, it's to steer the conversation, and it's to allow the guests to add color to certain succinct statements. So you could just say, I turned down 50 million four times. If there's no follow-up, if there's no probing, then it's just left to open interpretation for us to fucking, and people like us, to sit here and pick this shit apart. Also, I think that there's something to be said for understanding when it's time to lay off and then when it's time to dig a little bit. Yeah. And if you listen to our interview, I give you three straight off the bat. The Mike Nutter one, how we knew to go into this situation and then get let him be his charismatic self. Or even the new one with Mike Knox, where it's like you look at the Mike Knox and the Tone Trump interview. My homie hit me and was like, yo, these two interviews together are phenomenal because you get it from both sides. Yeah. You get the G unit. You get how... Tone Trump and I, I fuck with the way Tone Trump. Tone Trump didn't like be on some bullshit. He kept it real. Right. I got in all these. You, at, well, how the fuck you get into all these beefs? Man, I'm just dynamic like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What Knox say was like, we rapping this nigga haul off and diss Gilly. He's like, what the fuck? Are we having a great time. Why the fuck you diss Gilly? I don't fucking know. He said, Oskino called me. Yo, this nigga diss me on the DVD. Why you diss Oskino? Man, I don't know. That's my mentor. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, so you hear it from both sides. Where it's like, neither of them are on nonsense because you right. know to go into this. You Remember, he wanted to go into the June Philly. Hold up. We got you. We're going to get there. Yeah. That's kind of what you do as, like, host on a show. You guide where – because you're a missile. Yeah. You're a missile. And this – And I, like, I got to guide where and, you going. And I don't want to do you as a guest a disservice by making it to where everything is super sensational mm-hmm. as opposed to – Adding the context. Let's get a that, little let's, context. Let, to let's what get you're some understanding here. of like you gotta be Mike Knox in 97, 98, and 99 in order to even get to G Unit Philly. See what I'm Why saying? the fuck am I opening with G Unit Philly? It don't make no and sense. And that's kind of what happened here. Cat just came out the gate. Yeah, Ricky Smiley on bullshit. Came yeah. up here talking about, about this whole ass nigga. Right. And and all that had to happen was there. Wait, 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 wait. You say you turned out 50 million four times. Now, was this production deals or was this 50 million for a role? Now, if you want to keep lying down the yellow brick road, go ahead. Yeah. But we get the content. As an interviewer, you got to cover your own ass. Where you, Cat could have easily been like, oh, no, this wasn't for my 50 million. I'm not Denzel Washington. They was offering me money to go do this show and do this series, and I turned them down. Okay, we got the understanding of what you meant. That was my my issue. Point that you made. He made First Sunday put Ricky Smiley in a dress. Uh, Cat was the third or fourth lead in this film. No track record of box office success at the time. No reason for them to capitulate to him. Ricky Smiley and his agent got on the goddamn Zoom and confirmed that the character he played was based on a series of crank calls he did as Miss Bernice mm-hmm. on the radio. And David E. Talbert wrote that character into the movie. Yeah. Again, context. Mm-hmm. So Cat could sit here and say, 
Yeah, I, I told him the next time I worked with Ricky Smiley, he acted up so bad on next Friday. Friday after <laughs> he got night. so besides this. This is that motherfucker. So he got to be in a dress, all right? I ain't doing it. And it's like, bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's just a, like, if that's just a simple joint. It's like, people, will, that should have wafted over people. My homie was like, um, when he said, um, yeah, you, when he said, um, you know, I put uh, Ricky Smiley in a dress because him and Tyler Perry, um, can't play a man to save they, they lives. My homie was like, Tyler Perry looking at his checklist of people he gonna make rich. All right, Cat Williams. This bitch ass nigga. I was cracking the fuck up. Like, yeah, all right, that nigga's all. Like, yeah, the, the, the thing is, when you, when you tell a little bit of truth, it gives you a leeway to gives tell you a out. little bit of bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's the way the internet works. Because if you look, and I'm sure you've been bouncing through these comments and shit, people are calling out the lies, and then the fans are still defending the lie. But this is the point that I was going to make. The problem with the internet is a lot of these people really aren't that bright on both sides. Yeah, for sure. So you got people that are calling out a lie with another lie. You understand? Yeah. Let's get into Cat Williams saying how the whole joke stealing thing goes on. Now, I don't know how many comedy comedians people know, but this is always you always are going to get these stories. Yeah. It's just reality. There's only but so much you can talk about if you're not talking about your personal experience. You understand? Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, he talks about his children and his family a lot. His father, his a mother, lot of his, his big stand-up moments are him talking about his Uncle Richard Jr. or his mother or his brother or his kids or him with his ex-wife or him with spanking him on vacation. He talks about his people. When you have comedians who get up on stage and tend to do like trending topics of like Earth, if you don't have an amazing viewpoint or you just aren't viewpoint or you just aren't good at being an observational comedy comic. There's only but so much you can talk about. And now the world is so condensed for like what you can say yeah. as far as like offending people. You're going to have overlap. Yeah. That's just what it is. Now, the big thing he made a deal was Cedric the Entertainer stole his joke that he did in 98 on Comic View. And then Cedric the Entertainer did it on Kings, Kings of, of Comedy. Comedy. He basically changed the car into a spaceship. The issue is when you go look up I, I, IMDB for Cat Williams, he was on Comic View in 2005. Oh, man. So I'm just like, you know, and I'm a Comic View nigga. Like, yeah. I, when I tell you, like, I remember Cedric the Entertainer's grandstand. I remember D.L. Hughley's grandstand. I remember Samoa's grandstand. I remember all them Comic View comics. I'm talking about Shang, motherfucking Jamario, all of them motherfuckers. I don't remember Cat from back then. Yeah. I don't. He could have easily been on there, but even the video that they show you, it's cat with like the long hair and the derby. Yeah. I- Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. I just feel like that was after 03. Yeah. I just do. Or at least after 2000, I don't think he was already the Money Mike persona from that long ago. From 98? That's five years before we saw him as Money Mike. Right. So you're telling me this person was like this highlighted person doing this shit, and we don't see none of it 
Then on 2003, you just pop up on Friday after next. Let me see if there's anything on uh, YouTube with some verifiable dates attached to this shit. Like for like what time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat in the Hat comic view. Yeah, I guess. Let me know. Uh, So the first time I see it uploaded is 12 years ago. So 12 years ago puts us at... That don't mean that that's when it happened, but 12 years ago puts us at 2000 and... What's this at 2000 or something? Yeah, 2012. Um, but yeah, he literally looks identical to the money to, to the money character. Mike character. So I'm, I'm, and it just sucks that so much of that of that era, like that pre, uh, fucking you know 2010 era of content is just like lost and wasn't like, you know, redigitized and re-released and stuff like that because something like that is hard to, to verify. Um, but no, nah, you, you make the most sense when you talk about IMDB. It's like, what else do we have to go off of? And, and, and this is just me being me. I, you know, everybody has their truth to it. I'm telling you that I remember, I used to watch Comic View faithfully. Yeah. Faithfully. I remember when Spank was on there. That was the left. These were the comic views where it wasn't. Do you remember the original comic view? Hell where it yeah. was like they came out the door and they were on the stage. Remember comic view came back and it had like, they were in like the cafe and it was like people eating fucking brisket and, and catfish, catfish <laughs> on the stage and shit. Like that was the second iteration of yeah. comic. But the original comic view, Cedric the Entertainer was the host. Yes. He was the host of comic view. So that was 92, and Kat, and, 93. And Kat didn't say Cedric, when I was on Comic View, Cedric was the host. That's a very important detail. So that, for me, I'm kind of looking at it, and I'm just like, yo, I, I don't remember him from the, because I'm telling you, I used to watch that shit nightly. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't remember it. And then I go and look, and it's like, yeah, he was on the next Comic View, like when Spanking them was on yeah. there. Just look at the time period. Think about it. It's 2024. So you're talking about 98. You're talking about 26 years ago. Yeah. You know who would be on Comic View 26 years ago? DL, Cedric, Steve. St- all the niggas who are 60. Yeah. Cat Williams is 50. Yeah, motherfucking J. Anthony Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Miss Laura, she was on there. Um, uh, uh, uh. Bill Bellamy was on there. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just don't remember that character. Yeah, all of those post-Def Jam comedians were on that first exactly. iteration of Comic View. Heavy leather. Yeah. The heavy, thick leather. Yeah. And when I looked at that video that everybody was posting this week, I'm like, yo, that's who he was in Friday After Next. Right. So I'm like, y'all mean to tell me he had the shoulder-length permed-out hair in 98 with the derby and the goatee? And we just, it's that, and then you just don't see him in no commercial, no nothing, no nothing. And then it pops up in as Money Mike in right. 03, five years nah, later. You, you're making a brilliant point, man. That's some good investigative journalism on your behalf, It's not even, man. I'm just, I'm talking about the shit I watched. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, if somebody. But you backed it up and verified it with facts to add the context When to I it. went and looked, I'm like, yo, IMDP and Wikipedia got him on Comic View in 05. And I'm like. Everybody ain't lying on you, I'm bro. like, that 05 makes sense. But I, 98, I'm like, to be on Comic View in 98, you would have had to be on there with, like, you're talking about before RNSJ took over. Yeah. Because that's the old Comic View in yeah. the 90s. Yeah, you on there with Hamburger. Them. Ham, ham, burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You on there with motherfuckers is closing the show, like, um, trying to think who was a big Comic View comic, but Shang was, like, the biggest nigga. Yeah. Shang... 
Uh, uh, I think that was like Denny Live era. Lavelle Crawford when he was still big, like Bruce, 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 all of them. So I'm just Bruce. Bruce was huge. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, bro. Nah, you wasn't in the class with Lavelle Crawford and Bruce, Bruce, and J. Anthony Brown and all of them. It's impossible. So when I go look, how old is Cat? Fifty-one, fifty-two. All right. So that would have meant he was twenty-seven years old. Um, if what he's saying is correct. So you you going back? Uh, so 51, you're going back 26 years. So you're basically 25 at the time. On Comic View, with with all... and So you would have been basically the youngest in that class then. Mm-hmm. The original host of Comic View was D.L. Hughley, 92. Then Cedric Danner took over in 94. Some more took over in 96. Don D.C. Curry came on at the end of 96. Montana Taylor took over in 97. Gary Owen hosted 98. Lester Berry, 99. Ricky Smiley, 2000. Bruce Bruce in 2001. Arnez J. in 2002. J. Anthony Brown in 2003. Cheryl Underwood in 2005. And then Kevin Hart did his one mic stand in 2008. So when I'm looking at the comedians like DL, Cedric, some more, Don DC Curry, Gary Owen, I, I don't I just don't remember Cat from that time period. Yeah, I didn't even realize Gary Owen been around that long. God Gary damn. Owen yeah, super been around. Yeah, yeah, super been around. But like Ricky Smiley, Arnez J, all of them later, I'm like, that would make sense. Yeah. Because those are your contemporaries. But you and Cedric and them aren't contemporaries. No. You know what I mean? Not at all. So yeah, math, the math ain't mathing on that one, man. Math so, ain't mathing, cat. Um, what else did you have? Outside of him saying, oh, this is the point I was making with people. Now we got people basically just making shit up from all different sides. He had another situation about uh, Steve Harvey not basically leaving comedy and going over to do host the movie, t- hosting host TV the show. TV shows and movie shit and saying he didn't want to, to be, be a movie star. A movie star. So now I see people like, oh, they talking about Steve Harvey stealing a joke or or they had Steve Harvey taking a joke and doing the uh, the gas joke from from Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money Mike from uh, Cat Williams. So people started showing Cat Williams talking about the gas is too high, you click and then, then they have Steve Harvey doing the shit. I saw people, I got to got to be real spank. He spank was one like Y'all out of your mind, Steve Harvey did that joke on in 06. Yeah. The problem is Steve Harvey's comedy routine that came out in 06, the guy is still working on me, John. Yeah. The video that y'all are showing of him doing the gas shit, he has a baldy. When he did the God, he still had the still the, he, high still had the, the lace And I'm run. just like, this is now this is the problem. Now everybody's just <laughs> everybody's scrambling, scrambling for data. To find information. <laughs> oh, I got some here. Go. How y'all feel about this? Well, that's wrong. All right, I'll be back. And it's that shit. Yeah, a better approach would have been to acknowledge that, that, like, a gas so high, women be shopping. Certain shit are like stock jokes, where at some point, every comedian has done their iteration of those jokes. Right now, I'm sure a lot of comedians are hitting hitting people with the inflation jokes and the groceries is high. How the fuck motherfucking uh, yogurt costs more than gas? And you know what I'm saying? Shit like that because of the sign of the times. And I'm sure that multiple comedians, if we go in a comedy club on an open mic night, if it's 10 comedians, four of them going to have something about inflation and groceries being high and higher than gas and shit like that. Right. Certain stuff is just a sign of like the times and the era. And you can't really attribute that to one comedian or another. Yeah, straight up. So me personally, when I look at, you know, different things that went on and different things that happened, he could have easily been on the shit. It could be, 
But I don't know. But everybody's spewing so much nonsense and lying so much that we don't know what the fuck is going on. Yep. Another joint that went like left this week. He mentioned Ludacris and how him and Luda were at Bruh. an Illuminati meeting. And I, everybody's weird in this situation. He mentioned Luda and him were at an Illuminati meeting and they both showed up with braids and pork chop sideburns. And the Illuminati said, one of you is going to go and one of you is not. You got to cut your hair off. You got to get rid of the pork chop sideburns. We're going to give you 10 movies. We're going to give you $10 million for, for 20, 20 movies. And you get a light-skinned, fat-faced girlfriend that don't do interviews. He said, I didn't get it. Somebody did. And that man was Ludacris and the other man was Cat Williams. And I'm just like... In what, <laughs> in what Marvel Cinematic Universe... Let me lean up for this. In what Marvel Cinematic Universe are Cat Williams, Michael Williams, and Ludacris, Chris Bridges, up for the same roles? Y'all don't occupy the same anything you're a comedian he's a rapper you from ohio he's from atlanta by way of chicago like Ludacris did serious roles like crash and stuff like that like what the fuck is cat talking about yeah i'll just pick people that line up timeline wise throw them in the midst of my bullshit mix it up with some gumbo throw some sazon on this shit and feed it to y'all and y'all ate this shit up like the motherfucking fools that y'all are this is crazy straight up apparently looking at this thing it says that cat williams is on comic view season 14 episode one october 4th 2005 i don't know alibi's not matching up bullshit catching up i don't know Y'all gonna make me go buy some motherfucking Comic View DVDs and, and substantiate this Yo. shit. Because if Cat off by seven years, then that's that substantiates that, that he's on drugs also, which is another point that I feel like he lied about. Yeah, episode fourteen, episode season fourteen, episode one, season fourteen, episode twenty one. I'm 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 we gonna buy the Comic View box set and we are gonna come back and report our findings on this because somebody got to be. The people with some goddamn sense around this joint. Gotta go to a something guy. that really bothered me that he did. Gotta go to a yard sale. I'm gonna keep go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. something that really bothered me that he did. He said that Chris Tucker was on the Epstein list. It's a lot of that going around this week. The Epstein list is out. No mention of Chris Tucker anywhere. And aside from it being like a serious allegation to levy on someone, it's actually liable. Like liable. You can actually get sued for defamation of character. So it's just like to 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 want to entertain so bad that you'll just throw somebody's name in the midst of one of the most egregious sex trafficking scandals of all time. You're lucky that Chris Tucker don't send an Israeli sniper to come blow your head off, let alone take you to federal court and sue you sue you for libel and for defamation of character. And it's become very apparent that nobody's learned anything from Tasha K. Yeah. She gets sued every week for fucking defamation of character for shit she say on the internet. The internet is not a free space for you to get your shit off and defame people. You can't do that. But this is this is what happens where the internet not being real, people are allowed to get on there. And once you start the cabal of the conspiracy, it's... Did you see the whole Jimmy Kimmel uh, shit this week? Man, with, with, with Aaron, Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers? It's just like, again... We all know Epstein was a piece of shit. We all know about the island. We all know it's a list coming out of names in the third. So if you got Chris Tucker, who had that fast jump, because you know niggas hate fast jumps. Mm -hmm. You go from Smokey and fucking uh, 
Vic Damone Jr. 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 Yeah. in motherfucking Money Talks to where you a $25 million nigga now and you basically like are Michael Jackson's best friend and shit. And then a nigga like him says, yeah, you know he's on the Epstein Island shit. Everybody's like, ah, see, I told you Chris been on. Like, it's that shit. Mm-hmm. It's that nigga shit. Again, funny Joe. He was like, um, Michael Michael Jackson called him uh, Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> He's like, you ever had a grown man give you a nickname? <laughs> Me oh, neither. Call him Christmas. <laughs> Me neither. Like, Cat Williams is silly as shit. But I want to go back to the Luda shit. He says these things about Luda, and this is where the internet is one of them places where when they see the reactions from people, you know how motherfuckers, it's that, oh, you mad. The camera, mm-hmm. you mad. It's that shit. Everybody has a reaction this week. Yeah. And I think to be all the way fair, I like Kevin Hart's stance on it. I'm on live TV because they paying me to be here with all the gang, all the plastic mm-hmm. up niggas, and they bring the shit up. And Kev, like, when you go to the circus, do you participate or do you just laugh at the shit? Yeah. It's like, fuck I look like. I told y'all in 2016, Cat was a clown. Like, I broke down all the reasons why. <laughs> do you niggas understand that I am backed by Audemars? Like, <laughs> I'm not, this ain't regular no more. Yeah. Like, how y'all got a call? I don't, they call me. Before we put it out, do you want it? How does this look to you? Dude? Yeah. You fucking with it? I would change the bezel. <laughs> <laughs> I something. Do a How many now. of them Travis Scott Jones Yo. y'all got over there? Send me a couple of them. Like, I got a, I'm, I'm literally licensed by Audemars. Like, I have a licensing deal with Audemars. Yeah. Like, I am different. I'm in a different space. I'm in a different everything. I'm on a different everything. We, I'm not, no. You got to be out of your. And at this point, 80% of the, the, in the, the way that Kevin Hart gained his wealth is that now, 80% of the stuff that he is a part of, he produces it. So he has equity in the deal. Every single deal he comes into with post like think like a man, he's developing this or part mm-hmm. owner of that or whatever the case may be. And if not, then they got to pay him for every part of his intellectual property associative to the property. Meaning, if I'm in a movie, that's one fee. Y'all want me to promote it? Y'all got to pay Heartbeat Promotions in order mm-hmm. to, to promote the film. Y'all want me to cut additional content? Y'all got to pay me for that. Like... This man has figured out how to fully monetize the full sphere of the entertainment and the movie industry at a downtime period. I'm going there. Well, let me finish with the Luda shit. Luda decided to not get on live, not get on a a Jonas. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Give his little synopsis. Luda went the Luda route and said, I'm a rap. Rap? I'm a rapper, I'm a rap. I'm a rapper, so I'm going to rap. And I saw, like, divided, felt like people, like, one guy was like, 
Now ain't the time for a freestyle, bro. Address the shit that's going on. And somebody said, well, he's a rapper. What you want him to do? A, a, what do you say? A, um, what the fuck was the line he used? Um, because it's like in line with what they do. Um, oh, he said, he said, Luda rapping lets me know that Cat was telling the truth. He's like, bro, he a rapper. What did you want him to do? A Netflix special? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? Like. My biggest problem was Luda gave us the cheesy we cheesy bar category of 2014. Luda's the front runner. He said, it's not a Luminati. It's a Ludinati. I said, all right. <laughs> I said, all right. And I only left with bitches when coming out of any party. That nigga got on that fucking verse and said, it ain't a Luminati. It's a Ludinati. Mm-hmm. And then my man was like, he said, you niggas better check your temperature and then check this pulse. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell me y'all oh. see Charleston White's response. No, no, no. He said, that nigga made a jingle. <laughs> he said, that's how I know he guilty. He made a jingle. <laughs> He said, a nigga say, you got your butthole played with at a party. You got to say, fuck no, nigga, where you at? He made a jingle. Yo, straight up. And I saw a lot of people this week was like, yo, seeing the reactions, a lot of these people are coming out and giving this at a third, but they're not saying, no, this is false. No, this is directly wrong. Or no, this didn't happen. But the few people that are, y'all ignoring it anyway. Y'all ignore Cube. Y'all ignore Guy Tory. Y'all ignore ignore Ricky Smiley. You know what annoyed me the most about the Cube response is... The headline, Cube says Cat kept it 100 on some things. I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> you can't keep it 100 on like, something. <laughs> if it's 10 categories and you lie on four, you didn't keep it 100. You like, kept it 60. You kept it 60, my nigga. <laughs> but that's black culture. You kept it 60. Yeah, yeah. Straight up. Nonsense. Like the the title of this episode is gonna be "Cat Ain't Lied to Us Yet." I'm letting I'm baking this in the middle yeah. of the episode because I'm lying to y'all. Yeah, yeah. It's all a, a suspend. So we, we, we got more. He said. <laughs> oh, we got way more. I got a said, whole breakdown. He said, "Me and Kevin Hart haven't been in the same room in, in almost 25 years because they know if I come in the room, things get different. Jaws get tight and heads go down." Kevin Hart. Runs marathons. Yes, he's a he, literal athlete. He literally has a campaign called Run With Heart. The man has a training shoe that was released by Nike. We know who his trainer is because of how how prominent they are in the fucking tiff in the fight that they damn near got into on the uh, Don't Fuck This Up documentary. Right. Shout out the boss. I, I look at it like Javante Tang Davis versus another little nigga that's 5'4". Ra, I remember Ra when he first met Midget John was like, yo, I could fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I love a little nigga see a little nigga. It's always this little nigga energy. Fucking Lucha Libre yeah. match. <laughs> <laughs> bring your mask, I bring mine. We can get it on. Yeah, <laughs> Tables, man. ladders, and chairs. I'm, I'm, I'm a betting man. If, if I saw Cat Williams versus Kevin Hart, I, I would probably lay odds on Kevin Hart at probably like negative 1700 that he would win that fight. Toon cat the fuck up. I, I, I would have to assume. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Fighting, here's the thing. When it comes down to a fight, especially a street fight, it's not just passion and effort. Mm-hmm. It come, A lot of it comes down to endurance and wind. And 
Because most niggas, like, when they put you through the police test, you got to do, like, three minutes of physical combat mm-hmm. or whatever. Motherfuckers be sucking air dying. Mm-hmm. So most people can't make it past that initial adrenaline rush. And then when that, of like, I'm about to fight this nigga. And then when that wears off, you got to be able to sustain oh, it. Kevin Hart t- runs marathons. I, t- I got in a fight, man, my last year of high school, this white boy. And, I mean, it literally got to the point where, and, I, I mean, like, I was blatantly winning the fight. I was hitting him with. <laughs> Everything slobber oh. knocker, and literally it got to the point where I was just like, "Yo, man, I'm sorry," like because he wouldn't stop. Like them, you know, white boys, they don't fucking Polacks and them Irish white oh, boys, they don't stop, yo. It literally, I told you when my homies was rolling on white boy in front of Falones, they was beating his ass. Though. I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" White boy got up, flipped open the dumpster, and went in the he head first in like where his feet was in the air like this. He was in the dumpster. Yeah, motherfucker came out. That's with what a, I like. He came out with a stick and a twenty-two ounce old English. He psh, come on. I'm like, yo, everybody, just get the fuck out. Yeah, you got to smoke him. Yo, he's not stopping. You have to kill. Him. Yeah, that nigga went to the Kevin Gates school of rumbling. He said, he said "When you fight, you ain't." Fighting to win, no. you going out there to die. Yeah, you up, got to die. Straight up. Um, where else did Kevin? I mean, uh, Cat Williams go ridiculous. He said that. Um, uh, referring to Tiffany Haddish. What the hell did he say about Tiffany Haddish? Um, I just remembered the point about the uh, about the Fat Tuesdays. I didn't really. Uh, everything else was so sensational. I kind of like. Went over, jumped over me. Yeah, I'm missing about that point. the t- Tiffany Haddish point. Um, I got one. It's a little bit longer, but I think uh, this is we we can we can balance this one. I've I'm clean and sober. I've never had a substance abuse problem or done any drugs. In a July 2023 interview with Real Tune TV, Aaron Spears said drug abuse ruined Cat's career in Hollywood. In a September 21, 2018 interview with The Breakfast Club, Kevin Hart flat out said, you chose drugs, you chose to miss meetings and other obligations, you became a liability to the studio. In 2016, Big Tigger said on the radio, Cat Williams has a drug problem. These are his peers. And the old adage goes, if everyone is saying the same thing about you, everybody can't be lying. They can't all be wrong. Besides that, if someone worth $800 million libels me, I'm going to sue the fuck out of him. Right. And if I have if I have any type of substantial proof and Cat claims, which he has 15 years of clean drug tests he took every three months for a 15-year period that he could provide, that's easily grounds for a, a defamation of character lawsuit if somebody as successful and rich and face-recognizable as Kevin Hart goes on the number one urban radio show in the world and says, you chose drugs. Mm-hmm. So the fact that no lawsuit followed that tells me everything that I need to know. This is the world we live in, where you got, like, again, you got some truth, and then you got... Some lies. Yeah. Cat Williams has been arrested 19 times in his life. None of the arrests were for drug possession. Yeah, because he used it all. And, and but, <laughs> that, but no, but the point I'm making is like somebody said the other day, if you are on drugs, you would get arrested sooner for all these arrests. But my thing is like, he never got arrested for drugs, but one of his arrests was for stealing $3,500 worth of coins. I'm like, that's some, some crackhead shit. <laughs> some drug addict shit right there. People made the the initial argument of he has all these foster kids and the state wouldn't give you foster kids if you were on drugs or had a drug problem. Mm -hmm. I'm like, true. Fair enough. That's true. 
He got arrested in 2012 for child endangerment. They took five of the kids. So I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get child endangerment is some drug addict shit. I don't know. From where I sit, I've never seen a story or heard a story of him being on cocaine or met his cocaine dealer or heard his cocaine yeah. person. So even Ric Flair, you know, how we always joke that Ric Flair was on hella coke, but Ric Flair said on Shay Shay, I've only done Xanax. I mean, uh, yeah, I think it was, it was either Xanax or not perks. Um, it was one of Valium. No, nah, not Valium. I think it was Xanax. I think it was Xanax. But he basically was like, that's all I've ever done. He's I was an alcoholic, but I never yeah. was on like cocaine, heroin, and that shit. So I've never seen Cat take yeah, I've drugs. never seen you with the coke in your hand. I've never seen him do shit that's like, oh, this nigga's blatantly on drugs, or how they have industry motherfuckers like, oh, he's on drugs. But I did see you fight a child in front of everyone. I saw you do push-ups on stage at a Beanie Siegel concert and then fight Boone. From Papa Perk. <laughs> That's funny as shit. I also saw you make a video on August 1st of 2016 issuing a $5 million challenge to Kevin Hart for boxing, basketball, rap battle, and comedy battle. And the problem with million that... million dollars a piece. million yeah. dollars a piece. But the problem with that is that's only four things, but you said it was a $5 million challenge. Hey, hey, what was it? Basketball? Basketball, boxing, a rap battle, and a comedy, comedy battle. That's only four things. Yeah. One, two, three, four, but it's a five million dollar challenge. So what's the fifth one? A knife fight? Yeah, like, we'll do what? comedy again. <laughs> it's oh, comedy yeah. twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best out of three. Uh, yeah, um, th and that was strange. Um, on March 7th, 2016, Cat was seen acting erratic on stage at the Beanie Siegel concert. This led to him being jumped by six or seven people, in court, in, uh, allegedly, including Boone, famously known for the film The Bid, and Papa Perk. Cat also gave away a Lambo that night to Beanie Siegel, which was later returned to its rightful owner. That same week in 2016, Cat was arrested four times, including a home raid. Those charges include... Um, the following rundown. Preceding the home raid, Williams was detained on aggravated assault, terroristic threats, and false imprisonment charges in addition to possession of illegal weapons and drugs, which were large quantities of marijuana. These charges will mark the fourth tally on the comedian's legal chart. He was previously arrested for allegedly holding five women at gunpoint, assaulting a pool clerk, and battery in L.A. These charges have all occurred within one week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. You, you ever been around them crazy <laughs> niggas that just get in the shit? I told you, I was fucking, the nigga, I told you, uh, he booked now the nigga Lou, Crazy Lou. Yeah. That nigga, we rode up to 7-Eleven. He was out the window talking to the bitches in front of the 7-Eleven. I leave him alone. I go in the store. I'm in the store. All the bitches run in the store. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? They're like, no, that nigga in the Range Rover pulled a gun on us. I'm like, oh, <laughs> let me get the bag with me. <laughs> <laughs> let me get the bag with me. Like, them, them crazy Flee niggas. from the just, scene of the crime. <laughs> just get in the shit. Like, but like you say right there, he's never had like, Oh, he got pulled over. They found this substance. They found that substance. So it's like, again, it's one of those do what you want. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's kind of, that's the issue with a lot of this. A lot of this is interpret it the way you want to. Yeah. You can't let that happen on the internet. Yeah. These people are insane. People are unhinged. They'll make up anything. I saw a, a, a art, like somebody had did like some art today. It was Cat Williams from the Shea Shea, like with the big scully and all that. But it's him sitting in a throne. And was like protect black kings. I'm just like, 
This is, you waste Y'all paint. have lost your goddamn minds. This is a waste of paint, man. They, did you see the, the joint of uh, Cat the Conqueror, where he's Kang the Conqueror? <laughs> These people are unhinged. Jonathan Majors, that's another one. You speak on that situation, and everybody's looking like, damn, they kind of did build Jonathan Majors up over the last couple of years, and he's like, they told us that this ugly-ass nigga, nigga was, was handsome. They I told- said, damn, Cat was spitting. I'm saying, the nigga was in. <laughs> when you right, you're right. <laughs> yes, sir. Like, that nigga's spitting. Like, they told us this ugly, big no. Big jaw ass nigga was handsome and everybody fell yeah. for the shit. He, was, said, he said, How's he handsome and my daddy ain't handsome? He said, Yo, this nigga literally got it all. He came to conquer out of nowhere. He in Creed and doing his thing and this and the third. You get in a situation where you running away from the white bitch, they still took it from you. Yeah. And it's like saying that shit on the internet where it's the, like, niggas is like, oh, oh, it's that shit. Yeah, niggas start cranking up the conspiracy machine. Remember on Titanic, they were shoveling the coal, (laughs) (laughs) getting that engine rolling? Like, yeah, niggas shoveling that coal into the conspiracy fire. Because it's like, that's the place where this lives. Yeah. That's it. So it's like. As why I don't even think Cat really knew what he was doing. Like people literally, oh, I think he did. No, I think he was just being Cat and being crazy as shit. And it literally, because he, like you said, he's done this time and time again. Cat does this shit every four years. Yeah, every three to four years he does this. Then shit. you see the announcement come out. Netflix is a joke comedy uh, festival. Cat Williams like, feature performer. You know the the again he Cat Williams is a legend. He is. He's reached legend. bar none. He's is reached a legend. legendary status. I I I'll say this. He's a legend with the most unlegendary career around the things he's done. Yeah. Stand up wise, yes, he's always on tour. He's a hard working motherfucker. He's probably done more shows, headline more shows than any comedian in history. Dog, he's done 19 tours. Yeah. He, and he's not bullshitting with you. He 100 has, shows. He has pop. the fucking the, the stand ups to prove yeah. the shit. He, and I, my homie was like, yo, I've seen this nigga like seven, eight times in different <laughs> cities. Because he's like, he, he's a Catwoman's fan. He's like, I love yeah. that nigga. But when you look at, like, his movie and his television career, it's, like, three actual movies, and the rest of the shit is, like... Junk. Yeah, just shit. It's the basis of Tubi. Yeah, it's just shit. So when Cat Williams says, I've been in 60 major motion pictures, it's like, yeah, you have, but only, like, four went to the theaters. The rest of that shit is scattered about the internet and behind a paywall on now, that's what I call TV and, like, shit like that. Like, this shit is just Yeah, it's a lot of shit that just didn't even make money. It's just... That's why he was like, you know, you don't lose money. With Cat Williams, I'm like, oh, it's some lo- it's money. It's some L. It's some L. It's some L. Some break evens. Yeah, man, it's it's a lot. So I think at the end of the day, I think what he did was highlight pretty much every talking point that's been going on in black for the Not last since, culture, since the last time he talked to us. All of these water cooler conversations, he basically hit on every single one of them motherfuckers the other day, and. Because he did it on that platform, I think it was able to go the way it went. Mm-hmm. Because let's be real here. We've seen an erratic Kanye at the moment have a masterpiece of an interview with Charlamagne. Yeah, we also see he also had uh, the joint with, with Zane Lowe. Think about how unhinged R. Kelly was during the interview with Gail. 
but Gail was still able. And you still had them moments like, oh, my God. And I'm Use fighting. your common sense. Uh, is, is this camera on me? <laughs> like, you still had the moments, but Gail was able to keep the flow of what was going yeah. on. So Cat Williams with Shay, it's just a bombarding of nonsense for three hours. It's a snowball effect. It's, it's like it's like a snowball starts rolling downhill and just picking up more fucking snow and just destroys everything in its path. Straight so, up. So, again, entertainment value, A++. I, I commend Cat and I commend Shannon for hosting this on his network. He said he's been working on it for a, a year and some change, trying to get this done, and then Cat finally said, I'm ready. Because Cat understands time and place also. And he understood that if I do this the first week of 2024 at a, at a time where Hollywood is shut down, everything is shut down, entertainment industry, music industry shut down, ain't nothing going on, I'm going to be the full focal point. And I think that I want to give some credit to Dr. Umar because I feel like the Dr. Umar interview with Joe Budden played a huge part in Kat deciding to do this. Yep. Because if you watch the interview, it's formatted the exact same way. Pop culture topics, this motherfucker's wrong, you wrong, you a jackass, let me tell you about this nigga. It's formatted in the same way, and even the clips were rolled out the same way where you don't know this is coming, it just starts happening. Mm -hmm. And then there's another clip, and another clip, and another clip. And the clips, and the way that they led on Twitter, because that's where all of this shit started, on Twitter, and built out to where it start touching the other social networks and all of that, and people remixing the content and wooty woop blah 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 blah. Um, so I want to give some credit to Joe Button and Dr. Umar. I think for inspiring Cat and Shannon to do this interview and for it to go the way that it went. But I think that Cat saw how much love uh, Umar got, and he was like, "Oh, I could, I could do this shit. Like, yeah. Come talk my shit for three hours." For context, um. Club Shay Shay with DJ Khaled, 538,000 views. Club Shay Shay with DaBaby, 1 million views. Club Shay Shay with Ric Flair, 660,000 views. Club Shay Shay with Trevor Ariza, 419,000 views. Club Shay Shay with Francis Nugano, 487,000 views. Club Shay Shay with Kurt Franklin, 1.3 million views. So your, your average is somewhere between 500,000 and a million. a million. And I think Steve Harvey, he said, was his biggest one prior to this was 9 million or something like that. Club Shay Shay with Cat Williams in four short days is at 32 million views. That's crazy. And, but here goes the craziest part. Club Shay Shay, Cat Williams speaks on Steve Harvey, 5.8 million views. Club Shay Shay, Kevin Hart, Cat Williams speaks on Kevin Hart, 6.8 million views. Club Shay Shay recap with Ocho Cinco, 5.3 million. These niggas are... They're going to do 100 million. 200 million views. Yeah, that's it, crazy. Like, Shannon Sharp is like, where the new Spectre is at? <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like, seriously. Yeah. That YouTube check next month is going to be fucking insane. Insanity. Bro. Hundreds of millions of views behind So, yeah, this. so, I mean, shit, if I'm Shannon, I'm going to get up there and defend this shit, too. Because it's like, at that point, once you get that much momentum going, you got to feed the algorithm. Mm -hmm. And he and they're clipping it the fuck, fuck up. down. I mean, up. Look, look, look. The, the recent clip I watched, they got to the, he's he's thanking him for for coming in and and outroing out. <laughs> he's still talking shit to the last second. Dog. Literally, uh, where was it? But yeah, Damn, I just had a list of brilliant it. piece of fucking content, man. Oh, the, uh, all of the viral interviews. No, no, it showed me like a list of all the shit that was like out. I I don't realize I don't. I, oh, here we go. All right, these are the clips. 
Cat Williams on Diddy. Cat Williams on Steve Harvey. Cat Williams on Kanye. Cat Williams was homeless during the filming of Friday. Cat Williams shows love to DC Youngfly. Cat Williams on Friday after next. Cat Williams unreleased. Cat Williams best of. Cat Williams on, on on Martin. Oh my God! When he mentioned Martin with Big Mama's house, yeah. And, and the crazy part is they dug the interview up of uh, Brandon T. Jackson because you know Brandon T. Jackson's on that woke. He's like, nah, yeah. I put that dress on and fuck my whole life up, and it's just that became a talking point this week. Do you, did you know niggas went as far as saying that it's only, like, black actors and black, like... Oh, male. yeah, I responded to and, it. And, like, literally, I saw somebody on Facebook the other day it was like, can't nobody name a white actor who got put in a dress? And I'm like, dog, Richard, Robert, Robin Williams, literally, like, that's like the crescendo of his career. Mrs. Doubtfire. When he did Mrs. Doubtfire. Tootsie. I'm, fuck, like, like, what are y'all talking uh, about? Steve Martin. Oh, like I'm like Jim Carrey was Vera DeMilo. Patrick I'm, Swayze. I'm like, what the hell do y'all be ja- saying? Jared Leto. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. More, way more recent than any of these male actors. Yeah, yeah. Jared Leto is the premier method actor in Hollywood right now after Daniel Day-Lewis. Did you know he was like a singer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at, the, at the New Year's He's Eve. huge. At the New Year's Eve joint, I'm like, yo, is that the house of Gucci boy? And, and uh, Lee Sister was like, yeah, he's like, you know, he's a singer first. first. Yeah, he's I'm huge like, I, as I a had singer. no clue and yeah. shit, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I pulled out a whole list um, of all of the white actors because that's, that's a narrative motherfuckers tried to get off. And um, it was it was just so strange. So where's where's this freaking list at? I know it's in my... Here we go. Adam Sandler, Robin, as as recent as 2023, mm-hmm. played played uh, his grandmother in the movie with uh, Chris Rock mm-hmm. on Netflix. Adam Sandler, Robin Williams, John Travolta, Dustin Hoffman, Patrick Swayze, Matt Lucas, Jared Leto, Chillian Murphy, who's the current like coup de gras in Hollywood um, from Oppenheimer, um, Michael J. Fox, Charles Bush, Tom Hanks and Bosom Buddies, John Leguizamo and Tu Wong Fu, Nathan Lane, Christopher Walken. The King of New York put yeah. a dress on. Um, Ted Lev- Ted Levin, John Lithgow, um, William Defoe, who's one of my favorite actors of all time. Stephen Dorff, Kurt Russell, Neil Patrick Harris, among others. Yeah, yeah. y'all was just saying it's just a non-point because what they're looking at is that they think that it's a black male emasculation tool because all black black people are so monolithic. All we really engage with is black content. So when you are seeing this and from the scope of like, oh, man, all they, they only do this to black folks because your scope of life is through a black lens. Right. You don't interact with enough white people or white content to understand the broader spectrum of the fact that right. this is a performance art thing. This is an industry thing. Mm-hmm. This is the fact that this shit goes back to medieval times where women weren't and weren't allowed to participate in performance art and stuff like that, when they did plays in the park and at town square and stuff like that. And the men would play the roles of women. So this is, this goes back to Shakespeare time. So this is a tradition that's carried forward and it's a performance art thing. As far as an artist expanding their reach. Now, I don't agree with it. I wouldn't want to fucking sign up to be put in a goddamn dress or nothing like that. But I also don't look at it like, Oh, Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence is less than a man because they played big mama and they played the all the characters on the clumps. It don't even make no sense. Yeah, one thing one thing we gotta stop doing is is looking at these things like so one dimensionally. Because acting is is acting. Yeah. You're like seriously, like you 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 gotta like let a character be a character and that's it. 
You know what I always remember or think about when it comes to situations like this? You remember when Jada Pinkett saw the guy on uh, Low Down Dirty Shame? Yeah. She was like, Chaz, Chaz from As the World Turns. He's like, the one and only darling. Bow! She hit <laughs> he's like, that's for Dog and Donna. Like, it's like, y'all take this shit too real. Yeah. Black people are very literal. Very, very. To the point where, I don't know if you saw uh, Julito, who played Naaman yeah. from The Wire, said that he struggled after The Wire ended because, remember in The Wire, he was like, basically he was Weebay's son, but he was a bitch. And, you know, he wound up, went to go live with, uh, what was the major he went to go live with? Carver? Uh, Coleman? Cole. Culver? He went to go live with the major. So he was like, he kind of struggled, like, finding his way because we can't have you in, like, Real nigga shit, because you ain't mm-hmm. no real nigga. And right. it's like, nigga, that was a character. If I right. punch you in the fucking face, right. when we fight one of these niggas for a role in this fucking hip-hop video? But you look at Weebay, Mike, all of them wound up getting, like, love out in the community where it's like, Weebay real name is Hassan or something. Like, he, that ain't yeah. Weebay. He ain't a cold killer. He's an actor. Man, that nigga gave, man, gave up four more bodies for a fish sandwich. You see what I'm saying? Marlo. <laughs> Jamie Hector, you, that's you my see, man. Yeah. Where it's like Pete, look he at, went on to play the police. You see what I'm saying? In multiple shows. You know what I'm saying? Because he's an actor. Yeah. That's not a real character. But we at times will fall so in love or hate a character so much that you'll like. You ever see somebody be like, um, what's his name that played Chauncey from uh 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 oh Menace? uh my, my oh hey, uh, uh uh Clifton Powell Clifton Powell motherfuckers be like. He's so shady. I don't trust that nigga in real life. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what? You ever see the thing when a girl walked up on him and was like, yeah, you know, let's talk to them people about why you did this. And the movie he was in where, where the babies got thrown out the window or whatever. And he's like, yo, come on, come on, come on, man. Like, pick another movie or something. It's just like people are like that. They're very, very literal. Unhinged, man. Yeah, man. So end of the day, I think Cat Williams is just as crazy as he's always been. Yes. He's just as funny as he's always been. He 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 knows how to get in and get out and let y'all just do what the fuck y'all do. And like we said at the beginning, Aries Spears had the best take. Y'all are completely unhinged and love this. Type. Yeah, and, and, and Aries take was more so about the fans than even Cat. Because I've seen like not like I got text this week. Where the reaction for the cat? Wait, like from people who never text me about yeah. that shit, and it's just like, why? Why ain't this energy around some of these good ass interviews we got? Some of these good talking points. Why is it yeah. just that? Where it's like we gotta at a certain point, we gotta get above a threshold. Yo. Yeah, the mess. We 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 have to, and that's kind of what I told y'all the other day. I'm like, I kind of. This is Cat Williams. This is just how I look at him. I yeah, never, you, was, you said that from the rip. I don't take him that serious. He's just a funny little nigga who talk a lot of shit. But if you go to a barbershop, you're going to meet 19 Cat Williams. Yeah. Tons of, with way less money. Way less talent, but they... Way less influence. With, with, but they funny as shit and got something to say about every single yeah. thing on earth. I'm going to go into that with this next topic. That was, that was global mess. Global mess. Now I want to talk about some local mess. It turned regional. <laughs> it, it was regional, but it became... The, so do you know how it started? Yes. Okay, so apparently there was a girl who had an issue where she went to, a, to book some time at a salon, mm-hmm. and the girl wound up canceling her appointment because she... I can't remember the initial... Hold it. I'm going to pull it up because I sent it to y'all. Because I want to be right in this. I don't want to be wrong. I want to talk about the initial, how we got here. 
So the girl basically put up a $250 deposit yes. to get her hair done. In Atlanta. In Atlanta. The girl DM'd her the day of and said, hey, listen, sorry, but I got to cancel your appointment. We had a COVID scare at the shop. Mm -hmm. One of these ignorant-ass girls had COVID and didn't say nothing, so we had to shut down operation. The girl said, okay, that's great. Can you refund me my deposit? She said, sorry, boop. No refunds. No. She said, sorry, babe. No refund. Only you could get some product, or you get know, another, you, you make another wig, appointment. But you ain't, I don't, I don't give back deposits. She said, "Well, this isn't me canceling the deposits. This isn't my fault. This is you. Yeah. You, you're canceling the thing for the COVID. I still need my hair done. I, I should get let me my get, let me get that back. bread. A two fifty deposit is crazy. We're gonna to get begin to all with. <laughs> she said, "Well, that's you okay, babe. You know, I feel what you're saying, but still, no deposit return. You know, you can still pick up your wig. You can still do X, Y, and Z. Boop, 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 boop. By the way, bitches that say babe a lot will go in your wallet. Listen, babe <laughs> and love, love, they will go in go in your wallet in your pocket. Bitch, call you love three, four times in text that you don't know. Yeah, you got to make sure that your bank account ain't yeah, drained. Yeah, you got to check your cash out all that shit immediately. So. She basically said, no, you know, COVID and I'm not returning shit. Turns out she popped up in Miami that night. Locked in a slammer? Nope. Popped, popped up, up in Miami. <laughs> Locked in a slammer? Nope. Popped up in Miami. She popped up in Miami. And the girl is like, yo, this is crazy because you told me y'all had a COVID scare. So if you got a COVID scare, why the fuck is you in the club? Then you in there acting like Kev and his lawyers showing y'all watches and shit doing crazy. It's just like... What's going on, yo? The most. <laughs> the most is going on. So the girl posted it on Twitter initially. And Twitter is like, we know, well, Twitter will take some shit global. Mm -hmm. It posted on Twitter. Then it made its way to, that's when I saw it. It was on Instagram because I sent it the to spiritual you. spiritual world, I think. I right? sent it to you. And I'm like, yo, y'all see this? And you like, damn, that only took four hours because <laughs> that just happened on Twitter. I'm yeah. like, oh, I didn't know. So it made its way to spiritual world. Then it made its way to the shade room. And by the yeah. time it hits those. It's over. That's a landmine. Shout out to the spiritual world because they did, the initial girl who posted that, they DM'd her and was like, what's your cash app? She said the cash app, they gave her $500. Oh, that was dope. Just for it being big on their yeah. page. It was like, yo, the girl ain't give you 250 here go 250 two times over. So they gave her $500. Shout out to spiritual world. I was like, man. damn, shout out to spiritual world. That was some cool that, that shit. Was we, thorough. we also hear at TRP. Yeah, I mean, like, y'all posted <laughs> one of my tweets and went viral. You know what I'm saying? Y'all even credit me, yeah. but you know, I'll take a little nickel. But yeah, they gave the girl $500. So that was dope. For her part, she was essentially made whole and yeah. yeah. So it started a whole big conversation on Twitter about bad Atlanta stylists. And Atlanta is always the epicenter of bad everything. Food, food service, mm -hmm. all of that shit. So a girl basically was like, shit, let's talk about these Philly stylists because I got some stories. And for whatever reason, that shit just went to the moon. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on this. <laughs> Do you want to go? Or you want me to? You you want to roll. Go ahead. Okay. I want to chime. I'm going to be a chimer on this okay. one. Okay. Something you've said on this show that's very, very great. And is I, I if you didn't take it in the way I took it, you need to. Men have a clear understanding amongst men that I could get punched in the face or I could get my head blown off in the blink of an eye. Yep. If the shit that I saw women are going through to get their hair done this week 
If this shit went on between men and they cuts with their barbers, there would be ladder matches every fucking The crime day. rate would be would be at 1983 New York levels in every American city. These women have gotten to the point where they feel comfortable playing with y'all. Mm-hmm. They they totally feel comfortable with just doing any and every. My policy is my policy, and I said what I said. I saw so many policies <laughs> this week that were like, what the fuck makes y'all even book with this person? I saw one the other day from a girl who does, who does kids' braids. Kids' braids. Okay. Her, her, her. Rules, her rules. One of them said, feed your kids before they come to my shop. Because with the inflation going up, I'm not giving your kids nothing. I will watch them starve. What? Why would you want to put that on wax? On wax? (laughs) My nigga, like, why is this on wax, my nigga? What might not say? What the fuck you dissing for? (laughs) We having a great time. Why would you diss this? Like, what? What? Even if you believe in that. Even if. And, and get it fucked up. The price of everything is going up. I get it. Yeah. You're dealing with children. Children are the most irrational people on the planet. Kids get hungry because they see you eating. Right. Okay, some. <laughs> you tell a kid, no, nah, these hot chips, they too hot for you. Now nah, I eat hot chips all the time. Give me, like, kids are irrational. Yeah. Kids get hungry. They get thirsty. They got to go to the bathroom. They're kids. You can't put on wax Feed your kids because I'm not. I will watch them start. It said I will watch them start. You run a concentration camp. <laughs> like, what? How do you as a parent continue with the booking? Yeah. What? Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. What? Pretty bad. What the day? What? Like, <laughs> like what? You see some of these policies that go on and some of these rules. Another one I saw this week that I had no idea this was going on. Apparently, these girls have new client fees. Did you know this was a thing? What does that mean? I had to ask my wife. I said, what the fuck is a new... If anything, like my girl is a, is a licensed esthetician. She got her own uh, 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 esthetician salon, SLX Studio in Havertown. If anything, the new clients are getting an additional discount for being a new client, not an added fee for getting on the book. I had to call Lee. I said, yeah, come <laughs> here. What, 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 explain to me. This. I'm showing she. Yeah, run this down. I'm like, me. what is a new client fee? She was like, child, that's some shit they done started. <laughs> she done opted out. She, she opted out of getting her hair done from these. She's like, yeah. I tried once to go with one of these like trendy bitches that wear moons all over the outfit. She's like, I, I can't do it. Yeah. So the new client fee is basically when you're new, you have to come in and basically they go through like the process of what's going to be done with your hair, get an understanding of your hair texture, what you need done. Also, it's a consultation. That's why I'm like, okay, so you got to go orientation. (laughs) (laughs) Orientation at 8 p.m., 8 a.m. Got to be there or early. That's a lot of survey online. Got to bring two pencils. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? And it's a fee. Like you have to pay a fee. Yeah, for, time is money, niggas. Yeah, a new client fee. Seeing the shit that went on this past week where it's like, y'all might be crazier than the stylist as patrons. You understand? Yeah, because y'all are enduring this shit. I saw women saying shit like, yeah, you know, I booked my appointment for 10. She came in there at 1230. 
What do you mean? You waited there till twelve thirty. Well, I gave her the two fifty deposit, so I had to wait. <laughs> and and that, and that dog. One girl posted a joke where the girl hit her the day of and was like, "Um, yeah, you know, I need to reschedule because something came up." Da 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 da. She like, okay, well, um, you know, can I get my deposit? And she was like, oh, no, 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 no refunds on deposits. And she like, you're canceling. The the yeah. I'm not canceling. Like I'm 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 ready to go. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm re- trying to show up now. I come early. And she like, well, I'm available next Friday at so and so. And she like, well, that time don't work. She like, okay, we'll find another time, but ain't no returns. <laughs> and she like, let me catch you in the show. And it's just like, yo, that's kind of where you would have to be with this shit. Yeah. Some girl I saw, her John said, do not show up before your scheduled time. If you're scheduled for ten o'clock, the door will not be open before nine fifty nine. If you are 10 minutes late, there's a late fee. I'm like, <laughs> what? What? What in the mafia is what? going on? What in the mafia? <laughs> what in the organized crime is going on here? The plane lands at Lufthansa yeah. at 10.08. Yeah. Yeah. Don't show up at 10.06. Don't show up at 10.10. 10.08, motherfucker. And, and, and it just, it seeing this, we were having a conversation earlier in the week about like, these businesses and like what entrepreneurialness has become yeah. in this modern society. And a lot of it is very, very, it's like almost soaked in fuck you. Yeah. You can't be like that. It's a pleasure for you to give me your money. And you can eat shit while you're doing it. Yeah. That whole customer is always right thing. Oh, is that shit out. is out the window. We, you, and, and people don't understand this. Look at the girl with the whole thing with the kids where it's like, I watch your kids starve. How about, how about, you charge, mind you, she's charging hundreds of dollars for the braids on kids. Yeah. How about if you charge two fifty, make all your services an extra five dollars and keep a basket of snacks and a cooler of drinks. Yeah. I go to get my nails done over here at the salon, and this ain't no fly ass. This is a regular ass <laughs> yeah. salon. I think they making Jordan ones, and this is a regular <laughs> ass salon. Making some supreme shit right now. You know what they got in there though? They got a big ass fucking refrigerator of drinks. Yeah. Diet Coke, regular Coke, Seagram's, waters. They got the wine coolers, the little uh, Seagram's wine coolers. Get you a drink while you're in here. Every time I'm in there, Matt, Helena, shout out Helena. Matt, you want a drink? Yeah, give me Diet Coke. Go give me a Diet Coke, napkin and shit, wipe the can off. I'm, I'm a patron. Yeah. What the fuck do you mean you'll watch me starve? <laughs> Are you crazy? You, 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 you can't. And the girl who did the shit literally was like, y'all can talk all that shit y'all want, but I'm booked and busy. And it's my birthday, and I went viral on my birthday. God is good. I'm like, yo, man. <laughs> I said, yo, man. As, as customers, as customers, women, y'all have to stop rewarding these dysfunctional-ass stylists, estheticians, right. um, nail techs, all, all right. of that shit. Right. Because what it is is they're all running their version of a Ponzi scheme. Oh. They're getting the minimum amount of education necessary in order to be able to operate within the legal realms of whatever state that they're in. So if it's like, if I got to have a cosmetology license, they're going to get the cosmetology license. And that's that. That's all the fuck they worried about. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to do hair. I don't care about none of this other shit that it really takes to be a licensed cosmetologist. I'm going to get this, this, if they fucking doing lashes, they're not even taking the time to go to esthetician school and become a licensed esthetician, which is state and board certified mm-hmm. in skin um, clean, cleaning Lee, health Lee, parameters. Lee, Lee just renewed hers. Mind you, she works for the fucking government, right. but she like 
I'm keeping it because I might start a salon. I might do that. And it's just, right. you don't even dig it to where, you know, you got to be licensed in every state. Yes. Like you can't just go PA. Yeah, you can't just, go, trans, you, it's not a transferable license. No, you got to get licensed everywhere you practice yeah. this shit. So, and, with, so what the last girls are doing, sorry to cut you off, no, bro. No, no. The, what the last girls are doing, they're going to a bitch who got her esthetician license yeah. and getting certified in the basement. Yeah. And they getting a motherfucking yeah. certificate and a photo. Yeah. And then they doing y'all lashes and don't know shit about skin, don't know nothing about no. fucking cleanliness, don't know nothing, know nothing about health code, yeah. none of that. That shit mixing fucking chemicals, putting fucking dangerous shit on y'all motherfucking eyes, we're, and we're don't even know how to clean my, this shit up. For my classes, uh, this week we at the Radisson over uh, in uh, Taconi. Have you we been in a small room? Have you been to Taconi? Yeah, come on over the bridge, right over the Palmyra. <laughs> Y'all just doing just shit. Just doing shit. And y'all paying top dollar to do so. And all of y'all are doing is funding the dysfunctional bitch to uh, services. Industrial complex. That's all, all y'all all, are doing. All it took for me was one time. That's it. Yeah. One time. One, one, you got one time. So I'm going to tell this story, you know what I'm saying, about how I dealt with this dumbass shit just in right. my life. Not getting my hair done, but just motherfuckers when it comes to business and how they handle their business. Knowing nigga, I want to get some brakes done on my motherfucking car. I had a Yukon and shit. I was like, yo, I need to get some brakes. He's like, you know, you got the shop. He's a mechanic now. I got the shop out southwest. I'm like, okay, bet. Cool. Uh, when can you do it? He was like, man, you tell me. I'm like, what's up with Saturday? He was like, man, Saturday perfect. I'm like, what time y'all open? He was like, 9 o'clock. I'm like, 9 you o'clock? Was bright and early. <laughs> say no more. I'll be there 9 o'clock. You know how I get. I come down to southwest. I go get my motherfucking sandwich. I get my hash browns. I'm, I'm at... His establishment at 850. Yeah. So I get there 850. I'm looking. I see the gate closed with the lock on the gate. You know, the junkyard dog chain on the gate. So I'm thinking like, all right, maybe they come in the back. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Down the alley or something. You know what I'm saying? 855, 9 o'clock. I'm done eating. 903, 907. I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, uh, 910. I'm like, let me call this nigga. See yeah. what's going on. I call him, he answers the phone. He answers the phone like, yo. I'm like, yo, what's up? He was like, yo, boy, what's up? Uh, what's up with you? I'm like, what the fuck you mean? What's up with <laughs> I'm me? I'm at your shop. I'm at the shop. You told me to be here at 9 o'clock. He was like, oh, man, you on the money, huh? I'm like, on the money, huh? I'm like, he said, oh, you on the money, huh? I'm like, on the money, huh? That's what you got for me. Yeah, and you tell niggas 9, they here 1130. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dog, you said 9 o'clock. He was like, man, shit got crazy last night. We ended up down at one of them rooms. What, what What's the room you be at, Dan? One of them rooms. He, <laughs> he like, yeah, nah, we ended up at the room service or the, the whatever, the green room. I don't know. He like, man, shit went up last night. I'm like, well, you didn't think to come down so that you could come the fuck to your job at, all. at nine in the morning? No. <laughs> he like, man, give me, give me, I'm about to call, I'm going to call VC if he could get over there to you. Just hang tight. Hang tight. I did not hang tight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. I went down to the dealership down there, motherfucking uh, Essendon Ave. Yeah. Pull right down and say, I'm going to get the brakes done on you. They said, okay, cool. He called me back. They were done my breaks, and I went to go get the shit washed. I was leaving the car wash. He hit me back. Like, Yo. Oh, you said the car wash around the back? No. Here goes oh, I went to the car wash of Spring Garden. <laughs> I bounced. I was out of <laughs> He called me and was like, yo, where you at now? I said, nigga, I'm damn near home. He's like, damn, dog, I told you I was coming down. I'm like, dog, it's almost noon. Yeah. You said 9 a.m. At 9.10, it was over. I was just calling to make sure you weren't dead or in the federalities, nigga. Like, it was over then. Make sure nobody throw you in a ditch. Like, it was done then. <laughs> But it's like people had this thing where it's like, 
I'm not going to take anything serious except for you giving me your money. Yep. Business don't work like that. You have to make, trust and believe me, and I'm, I'm going to say this to camera. Doing this podcast and doing this platform that we have with TRPE, you and me both know, you are party promoters. This is my first time really learning this. Yeah. If somebody is giving you their hard-earned money, it's a blessing. Every dollar of it. Absolutely. It's a fucking blessing. For y'all to walk around with this attitude of like, you a nut-ass motherfucker if you don't give me your money is crazy as shit. And seeing all these different... Somebody, one girl was like, yeah, I was at the shop. My appointment was for X time. The girl didn't show up till two hours later. She went and had an abortion. Then the baby father, who was going to be the baby <laughs> father, who ain't the baby father no more, he come in, they arguing. I'm just like, what? Trying to... trying to. <laughs> I'm like, this has to be a joke. Trying to do... This is a Tubi movie plot. <laughs> trying to do hair. Post-abortion is the craziest shit. I, I got to get this 500 back by Duh. any means. I'm, I'm back working. Duh. You drowsy as shit. <laughs> Falling asleep. Oh, shit. Oh, man. I ain't burning you, did I? <laughs> you was fucked around. That is crazy. You drowsy as shit. Yo, straight up, dog. Like, Trying to do hair post-abortion. Yeah, yeah. Girls were giving up horror stories. People coming in the shop to fight. One girl said she was getting her hair done while the stylist was smoking hookah. I said, come on, yo. <laughs> Blowing smoke all <laughs> in your doobie. <laughs> I was ready to call Dan. Like, you be, you be doing fucking straight back <laughs> on the side, nigga. Like, blowing hookah while you doing somebody's hair is crazy. One girl said they was having, the girl was eating a crab boil while she was no, doing man. dog. You got to look at that thread. That shit was insane. Get some of that. Get some of that old bay up in there. <laughs> go yeah. hell with the roots. That butter going to get this. That butter going to You heard a rice treatment. Yo. You heard a rice treatment. You heard, you heard of a butter treatment. Dog. Get your scalp Dog. glistening. Dog. Some of the things I saw the other day, I was, I was like, there's no way. <laughs> you know what my favorite show was? What? Shout out Kate, man. Who? Kate. Major Kate. Okay. The girl told Kate. To get your hair pressed before you come get your hair done. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't got time to be doing all this hair. So Yo. get your hair done before I do your hair. And, and Lee was saying, because her hair is thick. And it's like, as a stylist, you're supposed to understand different textures, different levels of coarseness, yeah. different levels of fineness. Like, you're not a hairstylist. You're just doing hair. And it's kind of like an insult to the girls who really do hair. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. There are a lot of rules that the girls got where you can't bring nobody with you to the show, which I guess I understand. But here's my thing. My mom used to go to Nanette. I don't know. Nanette probably long gone. Yeah. But she used to go to Nanette out West Philly. My mom would go to, I would go with her. She would take me. I would, she would bring me. We'd come in the salon. Nanette would say, hey, man, how you been? How's school going? I would sit up in the front. I would read the jet. <laughs> Remember that little, little ebony? That little little ass jet. I'd be up there reading the jet. Waiting for my mom to get her hair done. If I get thirsty in the nuts, say, we're going to, I got a lemonade, Swiss farms in the, in the refrigerator. Get you something to drink. Like, they were happy to have you because yeah. this is a business. I don't fucking eat if you don't patronize this business. For y'all to be like this, like, shut off and closed off. And I get it. Everybody got their little Kirk quirks, their little things. Yeah. But y'all have gotten way too comfortable with just doing anything with these people's money. It makes zero sense to me. And at the core of it, um, a business, operating a business is a value exchange. You providing goods or services in exchange for monetary compensation. 
there's no implied contract that anybody has to fucking give you their money. And there's also no implied contract that somebody has to give you their services if they want to deny you service or whatever. But if y'all come into this contract and y'all agree that y'all are going to do business with one another, both parties have to hold up their part in order to make the fucking business relationship fucking work. And so much of just customer service and customer care and uh, just being pleasant has been stripped from the fucking experience of doing business with people that a lot of people are just choosing to opt out, man. And it's like the shit that women go through to get basic community-based services done. Hair, nails, lashes, eyebrows, facial, shit like that. These are community-based services because you're providing them to an end user. So without the people, you don't have a business. But these girls have this mentality that they're allowed to just churn and burn through customers as long as they book full. And it's like, it's never going to stop. And it's like, no, eventually you will go viral for all the wrong reasons. And a lot of these girls met they reckoning the other day on social media of getting the credit that they deserve for being fucking assholes. The reality is this. As a business owner, it's on you to make everything run well-oiled. Yeah. That's just what it is. And when you are unwell-oiled, it's on you to take accountability and responsibility and say, you know what? I messed up. Here's what I'm going to do. What sure. should happen is when you mess up a situation, you should say to the girl, you know what? I did X, Y, and Z, and that wasn't right. That wasn't what we agreed upon. I'm going to take 25% off your service. Yes. Do you understand how far that will go? One girl the other day made a wonderful point. She was like, yo, the girl who had the thing about I watch your kids starve. How about you just add $5 to your joint and just have a whole booth set up of <laughs> snacks and shit since you deal with kids? People will see that and post that on a TikTok. Mm -hmm. You're going to get more customers, yeah. more patrons, you morons. <laughs> but y'all are so tacky and uncouth that you end up looking foolish in yeah, these situations. smooth-brained. This girl, one girl posted this. She texted the girl, said, hey, I'm here. You know, she had a 12 o'clock, 12 p.m. appointment. Hey, I'm here. Are you close? The girl said, I'm running behind. I'll be there shortly. She said, can you send me my deposit back, please, because I'm leaving. She said, it doesn't work like that. My deposits are non-refundable. You can go if you want to. What? Yeah. The girl says, but my appointment was for 12. It's now 1235. How long am I supposed to wait? She said, I'm in route. Be there in like five to seven minutes. If you want, if you can't wait, you can go, but you'll forfeit your deposit. I apologize for my lateness, but I'm not about to go back and forth with you. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Because the, the business structure now is all money in, no money out. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, it's like I just said to y'all, what is the what's the business contract? It's goods and services for money, but you have to hold up your end. In in addition to the 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 end service, you have to be there's a level of customer service and, and, and care that has to exist there that y'all are missing. But because the business ethic is all money in, no money out, it's like I could do whatever I want, but you bet not be late. You bet not bring a kid. And, you bet not bring no food which you wouldn't be eating in here. You bet not fucking, you know what I'm saying? So, it's all of these things that the customer has to do, but the stylist don't have to do nothing. And, and, and um, Lee has gotten to the point where she's opted out. Like, she just doesn't deal with... She's, like, basically doing her own hair. She's doing yeah. her own hair. It looks fantastic. And, like, kind of like me, I've gotten to the point where I trim my own beard up now and I shave my own head just because I don't want to... And I, I don't want to be in the shop from a whole different standpoint. I yeah, don't want to... Yeah. I don't want to come in here and have to argue and listen to these dumbass conversations. Oh, Matt, glad you're here. So, let me ask <laughs> you, you this. You do a podcast. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, <laughs> if he played in the 90s, you think Thunder Dan could have guarded... Like, why do I got to answer this dumbass shit? Like, that's the shit I can't deal with. But I'm talking to Lee about it because, you know, she's a woman and has she she basically told me that 
Did you know this was happening? Did you know there were like, you, you're going to understand this. You know how at the line, at the club, you got like the cut fee for the line. Don't tell me they doing cut lines. That's fucking hair salons. So what girls are doing now is they'll book multiple people from like one to five. And then they'll handle them in the time that they show up. So, like, you show up first. Like you get washed and prepped from the washer girl. Then I start you. Then you get washed prepped. Then I start you. And But if you want to pay $35, you go to the front of the joint. And I'm just like, so now you done turned the, the, the hair salon into Pegasus. Yeah. <laughs> Brave new world and shit. Brave new world. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what, yo? Lee says she went to a salon. She said this is the, 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 the last time she went. She's like, the girl's pretty popular, and she got a salon hair, salon there, all that shit. She said she wound up booking. Her her time slot was for, I want to say, 11 a.m. Yeah. She No, it was the first Jones. She was like, she was the first person. I think it was 9 a.m. She said she got there at 9 a.m. She said, I was pretty on time. I got there like 8.52 or whatever, came in the salon. The assistant was there, like the wash and the, the girl to wash condition, yeah. all that shit. So she was like, I'm there at nine o'clock. Another girl shows up. Then another girl shows up. So she's like, I'm looking like, and the the, the assistant came out. I was like, all right, I'm about to get all y'all started. So Lee like, I'm going to get all of us started. <laughs> yeah. Like, mind you, the stylist isn't there yet. Get my Benny Hanna's on working three bowls. <laughs> <laughs> Wash these hoes up. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, like the chef of Billy Hanna over your mouth, Blair. Like, yeah. Don't miss that shrimp. Don't miss that shrimp. Ain't going to be too many much more. Got full, we got full house. Got a full house. <laughs> so she said the assistant washes her hair first, puts the, the deep conditioner in, puts the cap on. She goes, starts washing the other girl. Go starts washing the other girl. Lee, like, I'm sitting there, like, you know, mind you, the stylist still in here. Yeah. At this point, it's like 9.15, 9.20 or whatever. She was like, she comes, washes out the conditioner, blow dries my hair. Okay, now I'm in the chair. The, the stylist still, still in here. there. She's like, now it's like 9.45. Now she's like, I'm getting to the point where I'm just like, she's like, maybe like five minutes later, the stylist come waltzing in. But she still got to get ready, get herself yeah. ready, warm up her Starbucks. Smoke a blunt. Yeah, you know, text her four <laughs> niggas and say, hey, I'm here, boo. You know, all this shit. She's like, she started on my hair at like 10.09, which ain't like crazy. Yeah, considering it, the rest of these hoes, how bad they are. But it's daddy. still like, yo, I was here at 9. Yeah. And and so she was like, now, now you see girls have the, the cut fee where it's like you can pay to go in front. Or whoever, and I'm just like, oh, y'all are running this shit like a smorgasbord. Yeah, like this is this, is this is a Ponzi scheme. This, this this is this has just become nonsense now, and you know, like she said it, I I got my hair done. I was like, you know what, I'm good because I I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to have to. And she's like, a lot of it is tied to the trendy. I want to be in so and so chair. Yeah, because so and so knows. The baby, so and so be with little baby, so and so be with Birdman baby, like all <laughs> right. this shit and shit that has nothing to do with people getting their she hair was done. Like you'll see it on like online, they'll be in the girls will be in the comments like, "Oh girl, you stay around and play. I need to come get get my hair twisted by you." And it'd be like, "What do that mean?" Yeah, she in a picture with Tyrese Maxi and Nick Van <laughs> Axel, and you like, "Yeah, no, I got to get down and get my." You hair know done. all the ballers, <laughs> like that's what it be. My girl was telling me the other day. 
this shit fucked my head up. She's like, it's his one style. She was like, he, I think he's, um, he, he might be in Atlanta or whatever. She's like, he do hair real, real good or whatever. And he's starting to become in demand. And he went on his page and was basically like, yeah, I only want to do hair for like, you know, the it girls and the girls that like everybody want to hang around and everybody want to be and the, the niggas is looking for and blah, blah, blah. Cause I'm trying to be the next Tay. And I'm like, that right there that right is there the fucking problem. It's going to finish you. It's going to kill you because you ain't Deontay. No. It just is what it is. You didn't move from Chicago to Atlanta and then happen to have this best friend, fucking Ariana, that becomes Ari the Don, who had a baby by G Herbo, who becomes the most in demand twerker on fucking line and then starts to cut. Like, your story ain't his story. So the fact that you're trying to pattern yourself directly after this person is going to be the detriment of your business because you could have somebody that's the wife of a sultan or the wife of a, one of the princes of fucking Saudi Arabia or whatever, one of the royal families of Qatar and want to get their hair done by you but because she not hanging around all these blockhead bitches that be at the fucking club that be at motherfucking compound she she's not worthy to get her hair done and it's just like I thought the goal was to get the money and y'all be putting everything in front of just getting the motherfucking money trying to be celebrity and be clout and be I'm, the main I'm, character I'm keep it a buck with you I could be right I, I think I'm right I could be wrong though Getting into the service industry where you're doing services for people, yes, money is important because who doesn't want to earn money when they're working? Yeah. But when you're doing a service for people, it's almost your duty to make them leave feeling like they got value out of what you gave them. Yeah. When you understand what hair means to people... When you watch that documentary Chris Rock did called Good, Good Hair, Hair yeah. when you talk about the barbershop back in the day and the hair salon back in the day, those were the hubs of the community. Yeah. Getting your hair done can completely change your view on the world. You already know say when a nigga get his fresh line up, right. can't tell me nothing. It's like it's the God's honest truth. Yeah. When I got a fresh baldy and my shit is freshly <laughs> lined up, I'll be in pictures like <laughs> yeah, that's the way it worked. So to see y'all take that, because think about it, the black community didn't have much. We had the barbershop and we had church. Mm -hmm. Think about it, when you watch them old Jones, all them black panther meetings, them shits happened in barbershops because that was the hub of the community. Yep. So to see y'all make it to where you don't even have that no more. It's strictly show up, give me your money, get the fuck out. Somebody yesterday on Reddit posted uh, a, a clip of real sex from back in the day <laughs> and was like, yo, real sex was crazy as shit. This episode, it was a guy, he was a stripper and it was him and his girlfriend. They was both like strippers and they would put on these stripper reviews in different cities. So they would go there and basically the way they would set it up would be, it'd be a, a bunch of guy strippers on this side mm -hmm. and a bunch of girl strippers on this side. So that side of the room was men and yeah. this side of the room was women and it was like big curtains in between it. And at the end of the night, they would like remove the curtain and Everybody would mingle with each other and shit. So they was going around like passing out flyers, telling people to come to the strip review. This nigga walked into the hair salon. Yeah. It was like 30 women in there, stylists, women getting their hair done. He like, yeah, we got the strip review. Da, da, da. They like, yo, can we get a, a little uh, preview? He like, oh, yeah, cut the music on. This nigga started dancing. I'm like, he better not, dog. This nigga pulled his ass out in the <laughs> salon. <laughs> was getting it in, in there. He took the one stylist, lifted her leg. I like he was eating her. But I'm like, yo, those 90s was... Funny. 90s is unhinged. And yo, the 90s is a crazy. Like, yo, this nigga better not. That nigga pulled his ass. Pulled out. them cheeks out. <laughs> Started. <twerking. laughs> 
I said, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> but the point I'm making was like, it was 35 people in the salon. Because yeah. that was the hub of the weekend for black people. He said it on there. Barbershops and salons is where you get the most traction because it's 50 people and they're going to go tell another 150 exactly. people. You leave the flyer in there, another 50 people coming in when they get done getting a... That was what it was. So to see y'all kill that off in the name of give me your money and fuck you is crazy. Yeah. We losing recipes, y'all. We losing recipes. Last point to that, y'all are paying way too much fucking money to get y'all hair done, though. It's, it's sick. The, when, when the girl said the 250 deposit, I'm like, how much is the hair? Do you know that, the, that stylists are taking just spot deposits that don't go toward the price of your service? I just told you they're taking cut fees and new initiation <laughs> fees. Yes. These hoes are sick. Yes. I can believe like how How can I maximize and get more money out of every fucking customer? Mm-hmm. I'll charge them deposits that just, if they just don't show up, I just collect the deposit. It don't matter. Like They got late 50, fees. 50, 50, they 50, got 50, all 50. kinds of shit, man. It's sick, man. It's mad fees, yo. The one girl... um. The, the one girl said she was going to book with this one girl to get her daughter's hair done. She do kids' hair, got mm-hmm. kids' braids. But the um it, it, the fee for the braids was $420. And she like, $400 for kids' braids doesn't make any sense. I'm like, her like, head, this the size of a grapefruit. Like, well, how many braids you putting in I this I used to think when I had hair, shout out to Salima, man. <laughs> Salima, Salima, that's Rock Cousin. Salima or his god sister, some shit. But Salima was braiding all our hair. She's like yeah. the best at shit. I, I still think she might be. Because she was phenomenal. The fish bones and all that shit back. Yeah. She was excellent. No, that shit was like fifteen dollars. Yeah, seriously. I said it the other day. My mom used to go to the net. Her her due was sixty dollars with five dollars for tip. Yep. You remember when all the black women used to get their hair done like Miss Levias of Lean on Me? <laughs> that that curly bullshit. Yeah. Like, like her hair was sixty five dollars straight. And now, I gave you a little something for a tip. Yeah. How the fuck we get to the point where the deposit two fifty? Get your little little uh, salmon Caesar salad or something with that little five. Yeah. You remember when a haircut was ten dollars? Yeah. Straight. Remember when a haircut was eight? Mm-hmm. And you give them the ten to take a little two for the tip and shit. Yeah. yeah. My barber uh, Molly just went to fifty. He said January one is fifty. I said all right. I've been I've been paying them fifty sixty dollars for the last two years anyway because my appointments always last minute. I be getting squeezed yeah, Molly, in and shit. Molly, look, I'm giving you thirty dollars <laughs> the same way I always do. I just want my beard lined up. That's it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Straight up. But we, 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 we've gotten so far away from what the, the essence of getting your, your, your styling mm-hmm. in the barbershop hair salon. That was like, do you remember where it was like going to the shop and you didn't even have a reason to go? Fucking right. But it's like, let me pull up because I know I know, I know niggas, some action in I this know niggas at the shop. Shit, whenever we did our promo runs back in the day, pre-flyers, because I was like a pre-flyer party nigga, I mean a pre-internet nigga also, mm-hmm. like we would go to all, we had a route of all of the salons and shit that we would go to. We go to uh to Label Slaves, John, down uh, South Street. We go to the John up uh, on Shelton Avenue. Like, we would go all of the Jones up 52nd Street, all about perfection. All Like, we would go to all of these places because it's like, yo, you know the women is there. And if the women going to come to this part, go to the party, then that, they going to bring the niggas. Yeah. Like, that's how word of mouth spread. It was really a community gathering spot, and we didn't kilt that shit in the name of commerce. 
Mm-hmm. So y'all could take fucking vacations and go to Tulum and post crazy captions and you bitches could never and all of that shit. And it's like, I hate to say it, but it's like, yo, this is an exclusively a black female problem. Yeah, I, I said it the other Nobody day. Nobody else operates like this. You know that if y'all stop patronizing yeah. these these things in. They'll have to change. Like I saw, and, and this, this goes to the people who are actually adhering to this shit. I would never in my life sit somewhere waiting for any fucking service for yeah. three hours. Fuck no. Like, I, I, a lot of these things, you can see the red flag when you go on. Remember, the, we talked about the food place in Atlanta where Keith yeah. Lee was like, the thing says, one of the rules was, we don't promise nothing but good food. Everything else is... <laughs> is up to chance. Yeah, what? <laughs> I'm not coming here. Yeah, you yeah. out of your mind for going there. But what happens is people want to be seen in your chair. I want to be able to take a TikTok or Instagram reel next to you because you be next to Meek mm-hmm. or because you know Milano or because you know this girl or because you be around this person. That That's all it's tied to. People want the association of people that they feel like are doing better in life than them. Yep. Period. And they have association to celebrities and shit like that because it's like, oh, you be going to such a, like, like, that's not going to get you a brand deal. That's not going to get you no motherfucking endorsements. That's not going to get you no money in your because pocket. I'll, I I'll promise. tell you straight up, there are t- Tons of girls. I know them. I see them. There are tons of girls who do great hair. Yeah. Who do great nails. My nail tech, I would put her up against anybody. I get complimented on my nails all the fucking time now. I would put Helena up against anybody. This is a 60-year-old Asian woman who wear fucking beat-up clothes. (laughs) She ain't no trendy. She ain't hopping out of no Range Rover. She's just good at what the fuck she She, does. She's been doing that shit for 30, 40 fucking years. She's just amazing at fuck. Everybody, literally, Amanda was saying the other day, it was like, yeah, everyone loves Helena. Everyone comes in. Like, it's hard to get on her yeah, her, her schedule, yeah. She'd she be so booked all the time. So I book it out like two weeks in advance. But like, Helena's phenomenal. But it's like, there's no trend. She's in a strip mall doing nails. Right. These motherfuckers, they, 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 they got to have these big ass ribbon cuttings and big ass bottles and balloons. I was crazy. And it'd just be like, like bitch, you just doing hair. Like, just do the hair. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, at some point, man, we lost our way in terms of just like being comfortable to just do the work. And just and let the work speak for because itself. Because we have like a a bullet point thing you have to do as far as entrepreneurship nowadays, yeah. where if you don't do these things, you ain't shit. You don't have a big grand opening, how they gonna know? If you ain't doing X, Y, and Z, how you gonna stay? It, it's, 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 it's nonsense. So to see so many good, and, 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 I, and I see good women who I know they're falling in to nothing but the social media trends yeah. that they see. Because well, why are you, because I know you, I've known you your whole life. Why are you even trying to get on this person's radar? Right. Why don't you just go get your hair done by somebody who got some fucking sense? But like you said, you got a hairdresser who's really good at doing hair and it's just like, yeah, if you ain't no popping bitch, don't even hit me. Yeah, I don't even, I ain't even fucking with it. What? Yeah, I need to, I need you to fill out an application, four pages, put your social media on there. Let me there. see your gram. Let me see your follower account. You know what I'm saying? Post, let me get a screenshot of that engagement. Don't be cheating, bitch. Don't be cheating. You might have 50,000 followers, might be fake. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, you know, you got 50,000 and you at least got, you know, half of them engaging, then I can fuck with you. If not, then... You know, you're going to have to go down and primp and pamper. Yeah, haircuttery. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> down the street. And I told Lee the other night, I'm like, there are so many stylists. I'm going to give them stylists a shout out. There are so many stylists, nail techs, estheticians, masseuse, everything, who don't got no fluff, no trend. They just doing their job. They just yep. good at what they do. Trust me, there are a lot of stylists out here that will do your hair on time, get you out of their chair, and have you looking amazing. You do not have to put up with this ignorant ass bullshit. 
I saw the motherfuckers was going at it the other day, fighting each other, making video. I'm just like, what the fuck? One girl posted a video of a stylist getting dragged out the salon. That would be my last time coming here. Because yeah. what the fuck? Niggas have taken tried and true industry and just flipped them on their head and just turned it into a fucking shit show and added all of these other additional elements that have nothing to do with providing the fucking service. If you have, an, if you take appointments and you're booking three appointments for one appointment time, hoping that one or two of them pays a cut fee, you're a fucking dumbass bitch. You are a fucking clown. Like, there's no other way to describe that because how can you do three things at once? Me personally, if I go on something to book something and I see there's a cut fee, I'm asking you before I book anything. Yeah, I'm looking there, at what's this cut fee about? Because if I pay for one o'clock, what can someone go in front of that? Oh, well, I book. Multiple people at that time. Oh, okay. all right. Well, shit is open. Yeah, you ain't gonna book me. Yeah, it's open. And I that that just comes down to like we talk about all the time. We have to stop moving the goalposts. Yep. When you on nonsense, you on nonsense. That's just what it is. So to see and and you know I'll be honest with you, seeing all of these things that came out this week because of that one tweet is just like so y'all been sitting on all this information. Yeah, y'all been getting get, getting uh. Slutted out in business, just getting treated like second class citizens for like, mad long. No man, no. You that that that's anything. That was then the one girl, the stylist, she made a response video cursing the girl out because all Philly people want to do is bid. Oh shit! You another ass bitch. You ain't got no picture of my chair and da 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 da. You a fan and you and I'm booked and woo woo whoop and blah blah blah. Then the girl posts a video. So this ain't me in your chair right here. <laughs> like and I'm just like. This is the dumb shit. Like, so basically, y'all fuck over so many people, y'all don't even know who y'all fucking over. So when y'all get y'all get right, it's going to come from us. You don't even know where it's coming from at that point. Yeah, I think we we have to really, really get back to community. And giving a fuck about I, I, one I, another. Giving a fuck about community. Like, that. that's really, like... That, like there was a time period, like, look at Nanette. Nanette would have never been on no nonsense with none of her clients. No, no. Somebody the other day made a very good point. How are these girls even able to, like, maintain a client list? Right. How? <laughs> how? Like, how are people coming back to this crazy-ass shit? Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, well, who else going to do my hair as good as this? Plenty of people. Just look. Put some yeah. effort into it. Yeah. Like, yeah. how they say finding a job is, 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 is finding a job is a job? Finding a hairstylist, it might got to be some work for a little bit amount of time, but you fucking find somebody that got some goddamn sense. Like, the, and to, to the point where, like, even when you talk about the big stylists, they not the only motherfucker who made it big. Before Tay, there was Derek exactly. J. But, like, that's just reality. These stylists come along, and some of them go global, some go international, but there are great stylists in yep. your community. Nothing was bigger than the Carl J. Hair Show. Nothing. What's that? The Carl J. Hair Show. Oh, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, from, from the Philly area, whatever, had the oh, salon okay. in Jersey. Yeah, 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 had the yeah, salon yeah. in Jersey. Nothing was yeah. bigger than the motherfucking Carl J. Harris show. I, I remember when it None was. None of this shit is new. Who was the barber up uh, Germantown? Uh, and uh, Shelton. He was cutting everybody's shit back in the day. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I forget. Black Shear? Not black. What the fuck? Yeah, Philadelphia Hair Company. Yeah, I can't remember his name, though. Yeah. But I remember everybody used to be like, oh, he the man, he the man. Then Toot would be the man and not deer out yeah. West Philly and less down south. It's, it's barbers all over the place. Yep. Like, you don't have to be beholden to one person. Yeah, my man Molly on 54th Molly, and Sansom. Shout out to G. It, you, yeah, you, all the Mollies. Uh, something about being named Molly that make you want to be a barber. You a good barber. That's, <laughs> that's funny as shit. But, like, Lee, Lee Dill, I'm going to give her a shout out. Uh, Courtney, she do braids. It's like, Doug, you can find a good stylist that ain't with none of the nonsense. Yeah, hell yeah. 
Straight up, you don't have to be a part of this fucking nigga rat race where you got to be beholden to hookah smoke while you getting your hair done. Yeah. That's insane. All this shit flammable. <laughs> right? You imagine Dan walking around a bunch of oils and shit with hookah <laughs> coals like, oh man, this shit bound to go left in here. Last point before we out of here. It's a y'all weird of the week. Um, Because he seems to be your man. <laughs> Academics. Academics is not my man. Okay. Cause um, did you see that shit this week? Yes. My y'all weird of the week. Academics told the story of Danny Green, NBA champion three times over. Do you know Danny Green won three straight championships? Yeah, Danny yeah. Green's the fucking Danny man. Green and stole all that money. <laughs> I ain't gonna make shit. Just take these <laughs> chips and that bread. He told the story of Danny Green DMing his girlfriend and trying to get at her. Mm-hmm. And she was going. And she went. Yeah. She was with it. She was trying to go to Toronto. Yeah, no. Nah, she was this trying thing, to go to the six. Yeah, no. Nah, six, six, six. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. Academics tells the story. And the, the craziest part about people like him, almost like we talked about about Cat Williams with him being crazy, these stylists, they don't realize that them talking will just expose mm-hmm. them for the nonsense. Yeah. They be thinking that they like real ass niggas and real ass Hey, I'm doing some thorough shit. Like, what would you do? No, it don't work. No. He said that Danny Green DM'd his girl trying to get at her. She was with it. He saw the messages. So he basically hit up Danny Green wife. And I basically told her, yo, since he trying to get at mine's, I need you. And everybody on the show is like, nigga, what? Yeah, it don't work that way. You said that. He like, yeah, but but here, here's where it go to where it's like, you know, like. like I'm super like, simp territory. Like, yeah, and it's just like, you're already you there. You already there. <laughs> Your flag is planted firmly. Oh, you pulled. <laughs> yeah. What you, Kanye say? You, double, uh, parallel part double, that double motherfucking motherfucking side. Yeah, you are the president of simp town right now. We don't, you don't got to do no more. You've already done irreparable damage to your reputation. Dog, dog. And I'm just like, people, I, the people, because it was a big ass post on Facebook, people in the comments like, so y'all more mad at Act than Danny Green? And I'm yes, like, nigga. what, yo? So let, so let me get this straight. Dan, clip this. So you mean to tell me if a nigga you don't know is hollering at your girl and your girl is compliant and trying to go, the person that you're mad at is... The nigga you don't know as opposed to your girl? Furthermore, you're going to Make it go, make sense. Furthermore, you're going to go and hit up his person. Yes. And say, hey, just so you know. <laughs> your nigga cheating. Your nigga cheating. <laughs> so guess what? And he cheating with my bitch. <laughs> so we can swap it out. Swap it out. That's what he was like, damn, we can't swap it out. I'm like, motherfuckers like this be thinking that they're like thorough. Yeah, You're nah. trying to put like a thorough spice on top of like bad food. Yeah, this is it's, the nuttiest shit ever. This is the worst meal you could have ever chefed up. This is the worst meal ever, dog. Yeah. And, 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 and academics exposes a larger problem of the internet era where a lot of lame niggas got rich because of the internet. Because mm-hmm. they were smart and they were forward. Mm-hmm. And they were ahead of the curve on streaming and uh, YouTube and shit like that. And different ways to monetize digital creations and shit like that. Because where's all the real niggas at? Out doing real nigga shit. They ain't got time for no goddamn computers and smartphones and shit like that. So now, because of that, academics and, and his ilk have fucking outkicked their goddamn courage where they're earning all of this money earlier in their lives. Academics is only 30, 31 years old or whatever. So 
shows like you earning all of these millions or whatever. And because of the money, you think that you're not a lame. Right. And Gillian Wallow have a, a, a famous line that they say all the time. Shout out to them. Money can't unlame a lame. And because of academics' association to other millionaires, other successful people, and other quote-unquote real niggas because of his industry, it made him think, oh, I'm just like them. He got a Lambo, I got a Lambo. Right. He got a Roly, I got a Roly. He got a big house, I got a big house. And it's like, yeah, but you're a fucking clown, and he's not. Right. Like, there's no way that academics could think, like, him and Lil Baby or him and Future are the same type of nigga. Yeah. I know people that be with these niggas all the time. Shout out Louie and, and D-Rock and all of them. Uh, and Doughboy, like, y'all ain't the same caliber. Nigga, you can't even come in the room. Right. Because somebody going to smack the shit out of you for doing some weird shit like the shit you did to Danny Green. Yeah. Who was it recently was, um, somebody was talking about they took a picture. Oh, Big Sean said that um, he had his homie, basically was like, Kanye told him to fire his homie because he hired his homie as like his press person, yeah, or yeah, yeah. social media, whatever, whatever. And he was like, I got the call from Kanye to come to the studio. He's like, I took my homie, whatever. He's like, and we get there, Jay-Z was there. So it was me, Jay, Kanye in the studio and my homie or whatever. He was like, and this nigga was like from here. Yeah, with yeah, it. yeah. And he was like, he he's like, he was taking pictures and I kind of seen it like Jay looking like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, I could feel it, but he didn't say nothing. He's like, Kanye ain't really say nothing. He's like, I walk out the room. Kanye came out, was like, yeah, you got to send that nigga home. And he just like. And delete the pictures. He like, all right, well, yeah, like, tomorrow. Because he was like, it was like 3 in the morning. He's like, yeah, no, like. Right, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You good. Your man is a fucking weirdo. You cannot come back. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's three, I, I, I mean, I, I, I get it. It's 3 30 a.m. Wack 100 and Vlad. But he got to go. Guys, gotta go. <laughs> he got to Wack go. Wack 100 and Vlad, and this is a rare W for Wack, had a beef for close to 10 years because Vlad ruined Wack and Ray J's rollout for I Hit It First. They invited Vlad to the video shoot, and Vlad came and took pictures of everything and posted it on his fucking website. Nobody told you to do that. We just told you to come down here. You know what I'm saying? This is what we working on, blah, blah, blah. Oh, y'all ain't saying it was top secret. It's like, yeah. nigga, it's professional courtesy. How the fuck you get to debut my shit before me? Right, right, right. But that's how thirsty niggas is because you in a position with this media shit that you think, like, everything is news. And it's like, nah, nigga, we invited you here on the cool. Tyrese with uh, uh, Dre Beats. Nigga almost fucked up a $3 billion deal. On Boone's farm. Nigga had four fuzzy navels and was loaded. The first black billionaire from hip-hop. The first black billionaire. Yeah, man. Academics is just... Like, you can't have certain niggas in the room. Act, you would not qualify to be in a room in mad settings. Like, with, with niggas that don't even reach your financial level, you don't qualify to be in a room. Yeah, we. that's another thing. The, the, I guess that's, like, the theme of all of this. Like, money doesn't trump, like, decency, morals... Respect, integrity, honor, you know, word the king earner. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, y'all, y'all. Honor, honor your life, y'all. Yeah, your honor is just not, y'all smizzuts, like, it's just not where it need to be. Because y'all only value money. Yep. And as long as money is in play, then it's like, I can say shit, I can do shit, I can be on nut shit, yeah. I could just piss people off, I could disrespect I can people. run roughshod through the community. And that's <laughs> not cool. We got to stop that shit. Seriously, when I seen that the other day, I'm like, yo, this ain't thorough at all. Yeah, 
Super sucker shit. At all. I'm just like, yo, what the fuck? Like, to be out telling people that. Like, yeah, yeah no, nah, nigga was trying to get at my girl, so I hit his wife. Like, hey, man, you know he cheated. He's like, she ain't believe me, but I said go through his phone. The nigga was like, no. <laughs> no. He told that nigga wife to go through his phone. Like, what? He said, because I got it on, on the other side. <laughs> I don't know if he deleted or what, but I got it from my, from my end. I said, no. Uh, we, we done. We can wrap this shit up. Last joint, um, the Eagles are down to the Giants, 17 to nothing. Oh, man. I can't wait. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't wait. I ain't going to shout them out because they don't sponsor the show, but I just can't wait to listen tomorrow. It's going to be good, boy. Mm, 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 mm. Straight up. I cannot Damn wait. Damn shame, man. Appreciate y'all rocking with us as usual, man. Make sure y'all check out all them episodes that we got out now. The Business Bully, Mike Knox, TRP Awards. Keep watching them, Jones. Keep streaming them. We doing a phenomenal, y'all doing a phenomenal job. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Y'all tapped in with this on YouTube. Make sure y'all like this video. Make sure y'all share this video. Let everybody know. Um, it's your boy C. Diddy. That makes me sick. Big Dan behind the cam, falling asleep and shit, but he's here nonetheless. The realest podcast ever. We are out. out. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.